Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeike. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in, ready to go on our pre-SummerSlam edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Could not be more excited. It's upon us, Mike. We're mm-hmm. less than a week away. How you feeling? Oh, crazy. I know. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun-filled weekend. Yeah. If I'm feeling randy enough, maybe I'll document some of it. But I say that every time, and then mm-hmm. I always don't do it. So I'm not going to make any promises. But yeah. you know, put it on the universe. Maybe somebody yeah. remind me at some point. I don't know. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff to go over, though. Before we get to SummerSlam, Mike, we've got these NBA rankings that we want to talk about of the top 25 players in the NBA. I want to get Mike's um, his thoughts from the <laughs> ringer uh, because uh, – well, there's some. We have some thoughts. We have some thoughts mm-hmm. on the top 25 here. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you kind of probably saw the interaction, but we're going to go through it again anyway. Uh, then we're going to follow it up. We've got our first of many of the NFC divisional rankings. We're going to start with the NFC East. Mm-hmm. So we're starting off with the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles uh, and their division and everybody else that's in it. Yeah, Rob vetoed me on the North. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Lions yeah, sorry, guys. Me. Sorry. We're going to save that for a little bit later on. You know, you know maybe the. There's not enough meat on the bone that week, so we can mm-hmm. really go so deep we can dive. Fanboy deep dive and be like, man, is Jared Goff the best quarterback in this division? And the answer is yes, ladies and the gentlemen. answer is there's no competition. <laughs> so absolutely, <laughs> um, is the revamp secondary enough to sell Mike on this defense not being thirtieth? Maybe we don't know. I'm gonna I try. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're also gonna be talking the NFL running back conundrum as well as we've kind of gotten some news on the Jonathan Taylor front. And then we're gonna end this week's show, of course, with the main event. We've got our SummerSlam preview. Looking forward to it. But let's, Mike. Let's just jump right in. Um, NBA Central tweeted out the Ringers NBA player rankings. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through this, you know, 1 through 25. Or should I go 25 through 1? Which way would you prefer? 25 through 1. 25 through 1. Okay. We're going to give them, we're going to give you guys these rankings first. And then we're going to just destroy the hell out of it. So we're yeah. going to go well, for I had, it. I have my rankings. Yeah, and Mike's got his. And I'm I'm very appreciative that Mike actually prepared this because I didn't do that much work on it. I just wanted Mike's reaction more than anything yeah. because I knew you were going to lose your shit when mm-hmm. it happened. So I was like, okay, this will be a good topic. If for no other reason to get a soundbite, Mike going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, okay, top 25. Starting mm-hmm. at 25, we have Paul never plays a full season since his leg went backwards. George. We've got, we've got at twenty four. We've got Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Twenty three. We've got Trey Young. Sure. Twenty two. We've got the highest played player in the league in Jalen Brown. We've got. Oh, he's only twenty two. Yeah, and yeah. he gets paid a lot of money to be twenty two. Yeah, he's not even the best player in his own team. But you know, it is what. Hey, listen. In the words of the NFL quarterback market, right? It's not you're the best. It's because you're next, and yeah. that's that's just how you know. It goes. In his uh, fifth year in that contract, yeah. he's going to make more in that one year than the Celtics big four made in total. <laughs> so insane. so Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, yeah. Rajon, and Ray Allen yeah. made sixty two million dollars combined. Yeah, he's going to get sixty nine million in that fifth year of that contract. Wild! Isn't it crazy that a third of that's going to go to taxes? Not nuts. How much? How much taxes they pay? Yeah. Absolutely insane. It is a lot. All right, twenty-one. We've got Bam Adebayo. We've got number twenty. We've got Demontis Sabonis. Uh, Nineteen. James Harden. Eighteen. Ja. No, that's not my gun, Morant. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> uh, number seventeen. We got De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Number sixteen. The most underrated point guard in the league, Jamal Murray. Uh, number fifteen. Donovan Mitchell. 
Number 14, Damien. No, I don't want to play for anybody but the Heat Lillard. 13, Shy. Just <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> Number 12, LeBron. I guess because I'm old, that means I can't play basketball anymore. James. Mm-hmm. Number 11 is Anthony Davis. I have a lot of jokes there, but I, you know, we got we got time. Um, okay. We've got number ten. We've got Devin Booker. Okay. Nine, Jimmy. Yes, Michael is my son or is my father, <laughs> Butler. <laughs> yep. Kawhi. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's hurt again. Leonard. Uh, Luca, just give me the ball. <laughs> Doncic. Jason, I definitely am top player. Top player in the league. Tatum, even though he's number six on this list. Uh, mm-hmm. Joel. I guess we're just going to lose in the second round. Embiid, Kevin, my feet are too big. Durant. Number three, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number two, Steph. It's far enough. We'll shoot it from here. Curry. And number one, Nikola Raptor rating Jokic. So... (laughs) You like that? Those are all off the those fly. Are, that, that was really good. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> People are going to be like, I don't understand what this list is, and you didn't give me numbers after like 19, so I don't know what the language is. Yeah. So anyway, so top five, Jokic, yeah. Curry, Yonstokupo, Durant, Embiid. So, Mike, we have lots of thoughts. Um, yeah. I saw this list, and I and I tweeted at you because mm-hmm. I was like, he hasn't tweeted about it yet, so he must not have seen it. Yeah. Um, I saw this list, and my exact tweets were, um, thoughts <laughs> with your t- with your Twitter tag at Mike Merkel uh-huh. because I knew immediately not just because you're a LeBron guy but I knew for a fact you had some thoughts mm-hmm. and maybe not necessarily on the top five you know maybe there's some order things you'd like to switch up but just give me your overall thoughts on I mean how close do you think were they on this on this list like I mean were they you know you know 50 percent, and i'm not talking about like the players listed maybe not necessarily because that's at some point right but like are they missing a guy or a couple guys right where you're like there's no freaking way Mm -hmm. um is there somebody that's rated super high where you go there's no freaking like you can't put this guy this high for x reason um any like glaring like slap you in the face like i don't know what the hell they're smoking type of ranking or you know um substitution you would make uh, I don't think, I honestly we we were making fun of this mm-hmm. list, but I actually don't think yep. it's atrociously terrible. Yeah, I do think there are some placing yeah p- positions mm-hmm. that I just go. There's I don't no know, I don't know if you watch basketball or not, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but in terms of the people that are in it, yeah, I mean, from my list, I think I have maybe two or three. Yeah. That I put in mm-hmm. and excluded, obviously two or three yep. that weren't on the list. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I mean, obviously some of the rankings I have much different. Yep. But in general, I have most of the same people. Okay. But the, like, like for example, the Anthony Davis being above LeBron to me just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because when you watch the playoff games, you go, so LeBron put up forty nine and eight. Anthony Davis had fifteen and six. Yeah. Which one's the better player? Right. Like, it's it's that kind of stuff where I go, I just don't know why you put one person right. above the other. Right. Um, unless you're like, oh, he's 40. I go, what, 40? If he's playing like that, right. maybe that means he's better well, than Anthony everyone Davis else. Anthony Davis playing at 40. Yeah, so. There's no way. Um, but outside of that, the people were pretty accurate. I think some of, most of the, at least the top tier placements mm-hmm. were within one or two 
yeah. spots of mm-hmm. where I would put them. Okay. So it's not like like if they would put like Luca at eleven, mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, you're just so off base. Right. right but right. like I think most of the spots yeah. are within one or two spaces of where I would put them. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it's a atrocious list. Mm-hmm. There are just some placements where I go, okay, we're gonna put that guy there. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's start from the bottom then, right? Let's go from twenty five to twenty, okay. right? Um. Paul George, Anthony Edwards, Trey Young, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Compared to your list, who do you have on your on for your first five or six there? Uh, so I don't have Sabonis on my list. Okay, I watched him in those okay. playoffs and said, "You are supposed to be an offensive guy, offense, please." <laughs> Um, so I don't have him. Well, so Mike's um, not a fan of the and Kings. You said Ky- Kyrie was 25 on that? No, Paul George is Paul George 25. is 25. Yeah, so we got Paul George, 25. Anthony Edwards is 24. Trey Young, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Sabonis. So that was 20 through 25. So Yeah, so my, my 20 through 25, um, I, have, uh, I have Paul George at 25. Okay. Anthony Edwards at 24. Pascal Siakam I have at 23. Okay. I don't think he makes it on no, that list. No, he does not. No. Uh, I have him at 23. Or, uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 23. 23. Yep. I have Bam Adebayo at 22. Okay. James Harden at 21. And DeMar DeRozan I have at 20. Yeah, I think DeRozan's actually... I think DeRozan's yeah. the one big... Yeah. Actually, there, there is one other person I think yep. is a big exception that we'll get to yeah, in yeah. a little bit. But I think he is the, one of the bigger ones where I was like, huh, He's not on that list. Yeah. Well, I think because, A, he plays, like, you know, I don't think he had the greatest of, uh, like, you know, run in, in San Antonio, right? So he's kind of been removed a little bit from having, like, those Raptor years where they were really good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I think he's kind of experienced a bit of a career resurgence in Chicago. I think Lonzo Ball being hurt really hurt what Chicago was kind of trying to build over yep. there. So I think that's unfortunate. So going from... So this is 19 now, okay? Yes. 19, they have James Harden. 18, we have Jabra Morant. Uh, 17, we have De'Aaron Fox. 16, we have Jabal Murray. And 15, we have Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Uh, I also... So 19. So, yeah, so I, I don't have uh, Murray on my list. Really? Mm-hmm. I am shocked by that. Even after that playoff run, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I I think it was a lot of Jokic. Yeah, and I think these players, I mean, he he could easily him and you could slide him in for Paul George. I think Paul George. Listen, I, I, the hard part is I try to argue against this, but at the end of the day, Jamal Murray's never been an All Star. He's never been That's an All NBA player. Yeah. like he's never had any of these accolades. Right. His accolade, a Pro Basketball Reference, is NBA champion. <laughs> Take that, Paul George. Yeah, like that's all he has. Like yeah. everything, like he doesn't have any other accolades or right. anything else to go with him. Right. So it's really hard for me. Like, yeah, he's way better than. Do you think you know, he would stick out more and have more of those accolades if he didn't play with Jokic, or do you think he's a a little bit of it is a byproduct of the system that they play? Yeah, within? I, I think I think he would probably get a little bit more name recognition yeah, being yeah. a star somewhere else. I, well, but how I much you want to bet if he's healthy this year, he's an all star. Oh, he'll be an all star. Just, this just year. For, that's based on the fact of what oh, he did last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, no, he. I'm. Yeah. I'm almost certain he'll yeah. be an all-star yeah, yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just he doesn't have, like, the accolades. And yeah. I know, like, I the, the big point I argue mm-hmm. is when he's not there, they're terrible. Like, right. they, they right. were first and second round exits, and he's there, and they went to a Western Conference championship and won a title. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's way more Jokic-related than his Jamal yeah. Murray. Right. I just don't think he's, all, like, all that at yeah. this point. But, yeah, so my ninth, so I, I have Trey Young at 19. Okay. 
I have Ja Moran at 18. Wow, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I, I even looked it. at the list. It was just like yeah. right on top. 17, I have Jalen Brown. Okay. 16, I have Donovan Mitchell. And then 15, yep. I have Shy George Alexander. Okay. Okay. I think it's a fair list so far. Uh, starting at 14, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard. 13, Shy Gilgis Alexander. 12, Lebron James. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Lebron. So, it's got to be close. <laughs> number 11, Anthony Davis. And number 10, Devin Booker. Interesting. Okay. So my 14, yep. I have Darren Fox. Okay. 13, I have Damian Lillard. Okay. 12, I have Devin Booker. Okay. 11, I have Kawhi Leonard. Okay. And 10, I have Anthony Davis. 10, you have Anthony Davis. Just in the top 10. Yeah. Just, so, just like. Okay. So I got to ask, right? This is kind of the big glaring one that kind of caught my attention. LeBron mm-hmm. at 12. Devin Booker at 12. No, no, no. For, oh, for, this, for, list, this, for this list. list yeah. LeBron, LeBron at 12, 12 here, yes. right? It, you know, we're going to get to his name here in a second, I'm sure. But yes, um, it's coming soon. Yeah. Just so we I know. mean, in your mind, right? Like, what is the rationale behind them have behind guys like a Devin Booker, like an Anthony Davis, like a Kawhi Leonard on this list, who's eighth, which I'll get to in a second. I mean, I look at those. I, those are three guys. Jimmy Butler, I, I can understand from a recency bias perspective, especially right. He went crazy last mm-hmm. playoff run. Like he's really turned into a guy where he's a carry the team guy. Yes, right. Not yeah. the second fiddle. Not a good player on a bad team. Like he's the best player on the probably the top three team in the East. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Booker, I think we saw we see all flashes, but I mean, if we're going recency wise, I mean, he whipped that ass. So yeah. it's like you know what I mean. Like it is what it is. Um, Anthony Davis, we talked about, right? Um, and Kawhi is the one being rated as high as he is. Um, I think that was the one that kind of stuck out to me because I'm like, man, he hasn't played. And I understand when he's on the court, it does make a massive difference. Yes. But you can say the same thing about Paul George, but like, dude, so, dude don't got knees. So the hard part, so I have Kawhi at 11. Okay. The reason why I have him at 11, yeah, and yeah. I have a guy like Devin Booker at 12, yeah. is when Kawhi plays. Yeah. And this is this is where you get into the yeah. ifs and, and buts, buts of right, it. Right. Yeah. But the times he plays and he is on, yeah, he is close to unstoppable. Yeah, he is. Like you look sure. so like twenty seventeen yeah. against that Golden State, Kevin Durant, first mm-hmm. year all together, and he was whooping ass mm-hmm. against Golden State. Yep. They were up like twenty four in yep. the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Then Zaza lands on his ankle and it's over. And then he's over yep. and then they get swept after that. Yep. They blow a twenty four point lead yep. and then they get swept after. Yep. But they he is beating up on Steph Clay, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Andre like yep. he's beating them up by yep. himself. But well him and the team, but like yeah. he's like the main guy on right, the team. Right. Yeah, yeah. 2019 Raptors. Raptors struggle for five years right, to get over that to hump. get over the hump. Kawhi shows up and goes, I got you guys. Yep. Gets to the championship, wins. Yeah, wins it. Yeah. This past year, game one against Kevin Durant and Devin Booker without Paul George, and he goes, I got you guys. Yep. Wins game one pretty convincingly, yep. kind of by himself. Yep. Then he goes down yep. after game two, and, they and then they just have struggle. nothing else. Yep. So when he is on and playing, yep. it's like, man, it's, it's tough to stop this guy because yep. he's a great two-way player. Yep. He's a good mid-range shooter, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, do I actually get to see him play on my right. team? Exactly. is the big problem. Yep. So I can't put him... Like I think eight is too high because the top ten should be guys who are playoff day in day out, day in day yeah, out. Right. You can rely on them to be there, and they're the best playoff performers. And I think Kawhi is a top tier playoff performer, but he's not always there, which is why he's eleven. Right? Because I think he is probably the best of the non top ten. And if he was 
more healthy, yeah. he would easily be in that right. top 10. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were talking at one point on this show, right, especially after that Raptors room where you go, is he the best player in the world? Yeah. Like, in this moment in time, is Kawhi Leonard the best player? And I think yeah. the argument could have been made. It could have been. You know what I mean? Um, I will say that bubble run did not help a lot. No. Because no. he was healthy, yeah. and they lost. Yes, correct. Pretty rough. <laughs> but outside of that, he's been pretty awesome. All right, so let's go through nine through – let's go nine through six, I guess, because I kind of did this in a weird order. We'll, we'll leave the top five. So we got Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Luka, Jason Tatum as, as their list. Who do you have from nine to six? Yeah, so nine I have Jimmy Butler. Yep. Eight I have LeBron. Okay. Seven I have Jason Tatum. And six I have Durant. Okay, all right. Now, so- Tatum and Durant were tough Yeah. because when they played each other head-to-head, Tatum said – you suck. Yeah. I'm going to sweep you. Yeah. So that one was tough. But I do think Kevin Durant, day in and day out, is just a better player yeah. than Jason Tatum. Yeah. LeBron's just old. What are you going to do? Yeah. I just, like, yeah. if he was five years ago, he's much higher on this list. He's mm-hmm. damn near 40, so I can't be like, oh, yeah, you're just better than Kevin Durant right now. Because I don't, I don't yeah. know if you'd be that consistent to say that. Right. Um, well, and I think we saw that in that, in that Denver series especially, where there were games where you're like, just can't find a shot tonight, right? Yeah. Like, there's there was moments where you go, man, he just doesn't have that extra gear to go. Yeah. And then we see in game four where he goes, oh, I've got an extra gear, but I guess i got to take it out now, right now, because yeah, he, we got to stay alive. I, I would say in, in a series, <laughs> yeah. he has, LeBron has probably a game and a half of like worth of, on. like, full-on Whatever you think prime LeBron is, yeah. he he's can pull that fire. out. He's, he's on NBA fire. <laughs> he puts up the 40-point. Like, he can do it one, maybe for another half yeah. game, like one and a half games of a series. Well, we saw that, right? We saw. We that. see it, it in game four, yeah. where it's like the whole game, he's like, I'm on fire, I'm doing everything I can, but like at the end of the day, it's I don't have enough. Like, you can only get that for that one game, yeah. and the next game or two, he's yeah. going to be 20-something. Right. Eight and eight or something, right. where it's like it's right. not a great performance, which is why Anthony Davis should be lower on these lists because he needs to be the guy in yep. between those awesome LeBron games. Yeah, and outside That's, of game one where he did have that game and they lost and nobody was blaming Anthony. No, yeah, no one was blaming they, Anthony. Yeah, they Davis. were like, look, man, he he did his part, but then after that, it just got worse yeah. and worse. Like you can't worse. go 40, 10, and 10 and then be like, oh, here's a 15 and 8. Right. And when 11 of my points are coming from the free throw line, yeah, that's it just never, work. yeah, the efficiency is not there. Um, top five, Embiid, Durant, Giannis, Curry, Jokic. Um, I know, obviously, Durant is six for you. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about your other, t- talk to me about your top five. Yeah, so my top five, I have five, I have Luca. Okay. Four, I have Embiid. Three, I have Steph. Two, I have Jokic. And one, I have Giannis. And the reason we have Jokic, too, obviously, is because Mike is racist against the Denver Nuggets. No. <laughs> yes, I am. I hate Serbian <laughs> Madigan. <laughs> Uh, no. Jesus. Um, yeah, cut that one out. Yeah. Um, no, so I have Luca at five. Yep. Because I think I can't put him any I, – I legitimately cannot put him any higher because yep. he does have the accolades to put him higher. Right. And Bede's a regular season MVP. Steph is Steph. He just has everything. He's got the rings. He's got and the MVP. Ya- and, Yo- like- and Giannis and Jokic are the two best players in basketball. Right universally. Right. So I cannot physically put him higher than those four, yeah. but I think he is on the cusp of being yeah. in that range. And I think him not making the playoffs this year kind of, well, it hurt and people just kind of forgot what he does. Like he, he beat Phoenix in that game seven in Phoenix by 30 points. Yeah. And he had more points than Phoenix did total at <laughs> halftime. He had like 35, the yeah. team had 34 yeah. at like halftime. Like yeah. he was 
killing people. Like, he can kill people. You just didn't get to see it this offseason or this postseason because of that. Embiid, regular season MVP, if you're going off of more recency, like, not, like, an all-timer thing, if you're doing, like, the last couple years, Embiid's a regular season MVP, tears his knee up so he's not fully healthy in that Celtics series. We do need to see him... Break through that glass. Break through the glass. In defense of him, Jonas or Giannis and Jokic both won two MVPs before they broke through. So it's kind of one of those like, all right, Embiid, you won your MVP. Now it's time to get Now now I'm expecting you to break through. Because before Giannis and Jokic won theirs, they were at best conference finals. We talked about it in the bubble, right? Where it was like, Giannis is like, yeah, I'm going to take home the MVP and defensive player of the year, but I'm going home in the second round. Everyone's like, like, great. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to be in Greece while winning this award virtually over Zoom. So, um, yeah, so that's why Embiid's four. Steph's three just because he's Steph Curry and he's literally unstoppable. Yeah. I think he's got guard. the yeah, he's got the hardest, like he's got the most full resume in your top five by far. Like he, yeah. he's got everything. And yeah. I think that last championship they won last year, I think was in some ways maybe his most important. Because, oh, one thousand. You know what I mean? Was. Because you win the first one cool right that's your arrive all that stuff the other ones okay you're a super team you got Durant like you're just awesome I get it but that last one where like you've had years where you were terrible because of the injuries to come back and win it again is like that one where you go hey by the way I can still get it done and also not having the finals MVP from 15 right because 15, you don't right. win finals MVP. 16, you blow the 3-1. Right. 17, 18 is KD. Yep. 19, you all get hurt. Yeah, Toronto exactly. gets it. Then you have your two-year rebuild because everybody's bubble hurt. and yeah. COVID year stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You're kind of rebuilding. That 22 years is very important yep. because you win your finals MVP. Yep. You're, 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 you're the, the best definitive player. best player on this team winning a championship. Yep. And I think that was the thing because if he won like four or five titles yep. but was never finals MVP, yep. it would be like, so you're not – yeah. Actually, the best player. Right. In the biggest in, moments, in, in the biggest necessarily moments. show up. But right. now you finally have that moment of, yes, I showed up, and I was right. the reason why we won. Yeah. So it was really important to get three. Mm-hmm. And then Jokic and Giannis at one and two. I mean, realistically, you can flip these any way you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been saying it for the last five years. They have the exact same <laughs> five outcomes. They both have their two-time MVP. They won one championship, one finals MVP. They both have a second-round exit, and they both have a first-round exit. Yeah. So however you want to shape it, they have the exact yeah. same last five years. Just right. one is more recent than the other one. Right, right. So um, yeah. I, I just have Giannis one because I think it's I, – I think he, like, hasn't – I think he's a better he athlete. Gotten, he's a better athlete. He, he's a better athlete, and he hasn't gotten beat head-to-head yet. Yeah. Like, like I think if you want to say, like, KD was the best player on the Warriors, when he went to the Nets, Giannis beat him head-to-head. Right. Like, he took that crown, right. beat Phoenix, and said, all right, I'm the guy. Right. And, like, Jimmy Butler beat him. Right, right. And, like, Jason Tate. But, like, Jokic hasn't been like, I got you. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. if Jokic went up, if, if the next year's finals is Denver Bucks, I would love that. It would be, one, awesome finals. And, two, that right there it goes, here's your best player, whoever right. wins the series. Exactly. And it's a clear painted picture. Yeah. But until then, I just think, yeah, it's slightly better. But yeah, if, I think if, yeah. You, if you told me Jokic is better, I'm going to be like, all right. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, 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 you're wrong. Like, For sure. One and two. It's yeah. One A, one B. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Top 25 players in the league. Don't listen to the ringer. Listen to Mike Merkel. He's, he's got all the... Yeah, he's got all the stats. He's got everything thrown at you. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Before we do, this next segment is brought to you by... 
Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. That's right. Use our code always right for 15% off at RighteousFelon.com. We really appreciate all your support. Also, make sure to go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com uh, to buy the, our official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast t-shirt uh, and to support all of our other sponsors on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, and make sure too, we've got all our links to our YouTube page. We've got links to our, all of our streaming services. So it's a nice one-stop shop for you there to get everything. I'm always right. So thank you guys so much for the support. All right, Mike, let's jump in. We've got NFC East divisional rankings. Um, this should be a fun one. We're obviously talking about the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles could be even potentially defending Super Bowl champions barring a late flag, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jalen Hurts ain't that popular just yet. Uh, just give it a, yet. give it a year. If it was, li- yeah, it, it yeah. would have been crazy if the roles were reversed. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Never hear the end of no. It God no. Reversed. Good lord. Um. Oh, Mahomes lost because of a defensive holding on. Oh uh, yeah. I can't Katinius believe Ward. I can't believe we didn't get to see Mahomes go in for that game winning drive. Well, don't hold. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then don't hold. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I've been hearing. It's don't hold. Yeah, don't so, hold. Listen, when it happens, uh, I'm just gonna tell Detroit media right now because yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, happen. it's gonna kill me to no regard. Yeah. When the Lions, I'm not gonna, I don't want to say that it's gonna yeah. happen. But in the wild card round, when the Lions lose on a defensive holding, and all the people yeah. that have been like, oh, it's defensive hold, like. Why does it matter when it happens to your team and then uh, you're bitching and complaining oh, yeah. about it? it I don't. I want to. I'll, I'll say the same yeah. thing. I'll go. I mean, I they called it. They called it accurately. I was pissed at the end of the Super Bowl. I was. I like, was too. That's what we're gonna call. This is the what we're yeah. gonna. Diff- this but there is the were game there right were the people here. out there that were like, it was defense holding. You have to call it. Yeah. Okay, so when it's defense holding against the Lions, I want you to call it, even if it's ticky tacky. Week one against Kansas City, you got a chance to win the game. Oh, defense holding, yeah, and it's ticky tacky, and you're like, maybe you shouldn't call it. I want. I want to see the complaints. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, so 100%. you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm going to complain because I complained about the last one. Yeah, so I, I have and I'll complain too. <laughs> but when everyone else is like, "Oh, it's fine," when, and then Super Bowl when it happens. Yeah. But when it happens to your team and you're bitching about it, yep. I want to hear you bitching. No, I agree because it's sticky tacky, yep. so you can call it for sure. Hundred percent. Let's let's get into it, Mike. First NFC conference. As a reminder, guys, we have the Los Angeles Chargers coming out of the AFC. Yep. Uh, be a tough one to beat. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. I mean, I don't know how the Lions are going to do it. I mean, I have confidence that I'll be able to sway you, but it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk are, are, we gonna, are, are you going to try to manipulate this somehow to have, like, Washington win this division? Yeah, no shit, right? just so, I think Sam Howell is going to have a good year. Yeah, we're going to have Washington. Just, just a, New just, owners, Mike? Yeah, just a preference. So Washington's going to win this division. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals are going to win yeah. next week's West. Yeah. And then we'll probably have, like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, yeah, honestly, exactly. who wins the South. Yeah. So then when the Lions win, it's like you're comparing them against these yeah, teams. Exactly. They're definitely like, better. Uh-huh. Josh like, Reynolds is killing it over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I do the when I do wide receivers, I'm like I'm and you're like, where's Josh Reynolds? Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna be like you're Antoine Green. You better list him. He yeah. may or may not make the team. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna... and, anyway, let's get to yeah. it. NSC East, Mike. Um, uh, for you people who don't know the teams in this division, we have obviously the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, uh, New York Giants, and Washington Football Team. Or commanders, I guess. I, you know, honestly, I'm going to call them football team again because they're going to change their damn name again. They are going to change their name. So, they're going to be the Washington. If they, if they go back to the Nannies. Redskins, that'd be really funny. By the way, if yeah. they took like a three-year no chance. break, no chance. Now, not in today's world, it's, no. you know, offensive and all this. I want them to come up with something like ridiculous, though, like super manly slash ridiculous. Like we're the Washington, like extremes or something stupid. You know what I mean? Like a stupid the showboats. Yeah. Like they were in the, yeah. the USFL or whatever. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I want the the Washington Silly Nannies. That's what I'm going with. Silly okay. Nannies. Silly Nannies. Yeah. What's the logo? Dan Snyder in a pillow fight. <laughs> all right. All right. So these quarterbacks. So we got the Dallas Cowboys. Are, you know, they have Dak Prescott. He's not going to throw 10 interceptions. He might throw 15, but he ain't throwing 10. How dare you? Um, Sure. Talk about a make or break year, man. The, Gi- the, Lord. the Giants have Daniel Jones, who they just sure. paid a lot of Danny money. Dimes or Danny Dimes or Danny Hundos at this point. Danny Hundos. Philadelphia Eagles have Jalen Hurts. Nice. Washington Commanders have Sam Howell. Oof. All right. Well, we have, we have four. And that's and we Dak. Have, and no. we, <laughs> <laughs> we have four, yeah, and we Sam have Howell. one. Yeah, Sam Howell's definitely... Actually, four. we have one, two, three, we four. We have one, two, three, four. <laughs> so it's it's Jalen Hurts, it's Dak, it's Danny Dimes, and then Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. Yeah. yeah. Nope, not too difficult there. I don't know what Washington's doing. They're like, like legit for Caleb. But are they, though? Like, no, it's a but weir- they should like, be. They're such a weird team. Like, I thought when Ron Rivera was going to get there that they were going to, like, maybe, like, yeah. make some Hot moves. Hot take, you tank for Drake May. Yeah. Hot take... I don't hate that thought, low-key. Drake Mayne's a dog. He's, I, he's, I just saw Caleb Williams talk about, well, we didn't really want to be at that Cotton Bowl. That's why we lost to Tulane. 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 Yeah. They lost like 48 to 45. <laughs> like, didn't really want to be there. Yeah. Terrible. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. Uh, we didn't want to be there? Well, then you would have gotten smoked by the other four teams that actually made it then. You lost back-to-back. You lost to Utah twice. Figure it out. Did lose Utah. Dalton players. Kincaid's the only player from Utah that's ever been good, and you couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so when Caleb goes one, like, clearly, <laughs> yeah. but when you're dropping Drake May down at, like, four or five. Well, it's like when Trubisky goes high, and then you have Mahomes at 10, and everyone goes, <laughs> idiots, and then Mahomes is like, I'm the best. We're ever. just going to ride this Drake May basket all the way to the ground. I'm Pretty much. You. Yeah. I like him a lot, too. All right, running back rooms here. So Dallas has Tony Pollard. And Malik Davis. And Isn't that Houston. weird to think? No Zeke? Yeah. No so Zeke. weird. You want me going to New England? Uh, the Giants have Saquon Barkley. Do we see more? No. The Eagles have, um, oh, DeAndre Swift what? and Kenneth Gainwell. What? And Rashad Penny. They uh, have running back. Yeah. They have the most average running back yeah. group, I think. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Apparently, according to everybody now, DeAndre Swift's an all-pro. I don't know if you heard this or not, but just not. by simple osmosis of getting traded to Philadelphia, he is already an all-pro, and I've heard he's the cover Madden athlete of Madden 25. Mm, interesting. Already. I will pre-order that just yeah. to be able to see his exactly. pretty little face every yep. day. And Washington has Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Yikes. Um, okay, so Giants are one. Giants are one because Saquon's a dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Dallas is two at this point. I think they've. I think Tony Pollard's earned the right to be sure. like known as like the sure. guy. I think Washington's three because I like the Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson yeah. one-two punch. Yeah, and I think four. I think the Eagles just have three average Bridge running backs. backs. Yeah, I think Antonio like none of them are underrated, and I think even Washington underrates and good Antonio Gibson can be. Yeah, especially at the backfield. Yeah, like Swift, Gainwell, Rashad Penny. They're all just in Boston Scott. And Trey Sermon, they're Jeez. all ju- they're all just like they're named guys, yeah, and they're all just like yeah. average guys. And they're when all you just look gonna- at production, you go, you're interchangeable because none of you stick out. Yeah, you just have a bunch of guys that can take carries. Yes, and, and, and honestly, you're just gonna run through all four. And of them. maybe Swift does have a better year this year simply because he doesn't have to be a guy like mm-hmm. that where he can take plays off. But he was pissy about not getting enough touches in Detroit. I can't imagine with Philadelphia's offense, he's gonna be thrilled by doing a fake option with Jalen Hurts taking it to the end zone. Can't imagine. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think Tony Pollard, by the way, legit dog, by the way. 
I think he's really good. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys for so wide receiver rooms. Okay. So we got Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, and CeeDee Lamb. For the Not Cowboys. Bad. Not Brandon bad. Cooks coming in is going to help a lot. The Giants have Isaiah Hodgins. This is not good. Darius Slayton Oof. and Paris Campbell. It's a rough go. Yeah, you were I, high I, on, dude, I was so high on Paris Campbell, You loved dude. you some Paris uh, Campbell. Well, all they got to do is put him on crossing routes, and nobody does. <laughs> That's what Ohio State did. That's true. <laughs> um, the Eagles have A.J. Jeez. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Olamide, uh, the Atlanta guy. Yeah, no. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. Um, and the Washington Commanders have Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. It's pretty good, too. Look, this is actually like really do- so. Okay, clearly Giants are far and away for they yes. have the worst, one of the worst receiving cores in the league. Yes, um, I think Dallas is actually one. CD and Brandon Cooks. CD, Brandon Cooks, and Gallup. And Gallup I think yeah. Gallup. I think I know he was hurt last year, but I think I think Gallup and Cooks. I mean, CD Lamb had an All Pro year last year already. I think Cooks is going to be rejuvenated going to a team that's in contention, and he was good for Houston last year. Mm-hmm. And I think Gallup, they paid him for a reason. He's a really solid number two guy that just got hurt. Yeah. I think he's better than, like, an A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and then the random third guy, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think with Washington, I like Washington a lot. I, I mean – for me, Washington and Philly is a lot closer. I think Dallas has the best room right now. I do too. I think yeah. Dallas has the best room, and I think it's hard for me. I think I like Washington's I think, room a I lot. I think the Eagles won two punches too much. I agree with you. That's what I was about to say. I, said, I think from a depth perspective, you go, man, Curtis Samuel looks really good, mm-hmm. but the production isn't not isn't necessarily there. I think he's more of like the like what we're talking about with the Eagles room, where it's more of a name. Yeah. Where I think the Eagles, AJ Brown, turned himself into a legit like King last year and Devonte Smith has lived up to the hype. I think them, them two together is better than those three, even though scary Terry is legit. Sure. So I, so we got Dallas, Eagles two, Washington three and giants four with giants Dallas taking 90th. Cause good yeah. Gord. Ugh. Yeah. Which, Yuck. which one's worse them or Tennessee? Them. <laughs> they are. Uh, honestly, I think it's them because I know. Well, at least Tennessee they, has they Hopkins, Hopkins now. But even before that, I think you could at least say, okay, Traylon Burks is by far and away our best receiver. Uh-huh. Like, we have a guy, and apparently he's looked really good in camp, mm-hmm. where who is your number one? Yeah, Darius Slayton? Darius Slayton, probably. Ugh. Yeah. They also drafted that uh, Jalen Hyatt from yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, and he could be. He and could he might. Be. Yes. And they also have, so they have... Um, Looking down the list here, yeah. they have Sterling Shepard and Wandell Robinson on the yeah. on the pup list. Yeah, Wandell was hurt, right? Came out of last year. He was a second round pick, I think, last year as well. Mm-hmm. I I like Hyatt, yeah, but he's a smaller guy, right? He's more of a speedster. It, it, I think also it comes down to a little bit is how do you have a quarterback who can make these guys flourish in your mm-hmm. offense right now? I don't see anything where I'm like, holy shit, Daniel Jones really made Kenny Galladay look good. Yeah, they also have Cole Beasley. Yeah, they just they just they brought him back. Yeah. Which is wild so, to me. But yeah, they have they have they have a room. It's interesting to say I, the least. I don't get it personally. All right, but. tight end rooms. So Dallas has Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoonmaker. I really wanted the Lions to draft Schoonmaker before they drafted Laporta. Mm-hmm. Like going in, I was like yeah. Schoonmaker fourth round. The Giants have Darren Waller and Daniel Bellinger. That's pretty good. The Philadelphia Eagles have Dallas Goddard and Jack Stahl. Dallas Goddard had a great year last year. And the Commanders have. Logan Thomas and John Bates. So the second guys are all terrible for the most part. Pretty much. Outside yeah. of maybe Bellinger from the Giants. 
Yeah, so I'm going to put the Giants one anyway. Yeah, Giants are one yeah. anyway, but so, like... Yeah, Waller, so then you've got, I think at that point, I think yeah, Goddard. Goddard is I think two. Goddard's two. And then um, the room for the Cowboys, I think, is a little better than the room. Yeah, I don't like any... Yeah, Logan Thomas is... Logan Thomas is not very good, no. and the rest are no. average at best. Yeah. At least, at least Jake Ferguson and like Schoonmaker, I watched enough in college to be like, I think he can play low. Lou Schoonmaker is going to be a good tight end for them. Yeah. Low key, is I think he is going to be legit guy for them. So, yeah. And then offensive lines, left tackle to right tackle. This will just be interesting. So we'll see how this goes. Dallas Cowboys. We have Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, uh, Tyler Biades, yep. Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. Yep. Yep. Not yep. too shabby. Yep. Giants have Andrew Thomas, Ben Brenson, Michael Schmitz Jr. or John Michael Schmitz Jr., Mark uh, Glawinski, and Evan Neal. Good tackles. Feeling it? Good tackles. Uh, The Eagles have Jordan Malita, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Tyler Steen, third round pick from last year, Mm -hmm. and Lane Johnson. And the Commanders have Charles Leno Jr., Chris Paul. Not basketball Chris Paul. <laughs> Left guard Chris Paul. I don't know. Nick Gates, Sam Cosme, and Andrew Wiley. Sorry, Washington, you're four. Washington is four. Yeah. Um I think it's I think this is really tough. Now, here's my issue. Okay. We have issues. I feel like Philly lost a couple pieces. They did. Which doesn't help. But they're really good. Like that that offensive line is really good still. Um Are we laying Giants at three? I feel like their interior is just so poop. Yeah. And like, I like, I I think Thomas got, just got an extension, right? He turned his career around. I think Evan Neal, while went through some rookie struggles, I think is going to be a premier right tackle for them. Mm -hmm. So I think there's still three. I think that the Cowboys, I think edge the Eagles out at least right now, Mm -hmm. based on who they have. Now, this is a caveat a little bit, and I know we're just doing rosters, but if Martin doesn't play for them, that takes them down a bit. If Zach Martin doesn't play, if Zach they, Martin, drop a th- lot. they drop. They because, definitely drop yeah. at least to two, yes. if not to three. three. Right. So, so assuming he plays, because the interior, he's the best guard in football. Mm-hmm. You've got Tyron Smith, who's a dog. Um, Tyler Biedas. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good too. I couldn't pronounce his last name. Thanks yeah. for doing it. And, and then Steele's pretty solid too. And Tyler Smith, the yeah. first round pick from a couple years ago. Exactly. So, right. So, so you've got you've got pieces there. I want to say Dallas won. I'm going to put Philly two, Philly Giants and and Dallas. I think are close. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a wide margin by any stretch. And I do Washington's think Washington is definitely four though. Yeah. So uh, after running through some offensive names here and positional groupings, how yeah. do we feel? Um, I think I think going in, I had this idea that it was Philly, Philly and Cowboys. Well, it was Philly Cowboys right. are kind of negotiating one and two, and right. Giants and. Commanders are negotiating three and four, at least from the offensive perspective of it. Yeah. Um, and I agree that is probably the case here. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, the Cowboys put from up a, an interesting From fight. a positional group, I think the Cowboys may actually edge out the Philadelphia Eagles here. Because yeah. when you look at it, they've got the second-best quarterback, they've got the be- they've got the second-best running back, they've got the best yes. wide receiving room, and they have the best O-line. Mm-hmm. They don't finish close to anywhere. I think we got to the only the- thing the Eagles, the Eagles yeah. running back room, I think really takes it down yes. enough. Yes. Agreed. I agree with so you. So, I actually, I would put Dallas 1, one. Eagles 2 yep. uh, from an offensive perspective. Right. Not like a wide margin by no. any means, but, but that running back room yes. does not help. No. Yeah. If, uh, if Miles Sanders was still there. Yeah. 
I think it yeah, would change a, a little clear, bit. Yeah, because you have a clear number one guy, right? And I know some people are like, well, maybe it's a good thing you don't have that guy. Yeah, but when you need four yards, do you have a guy that you're guaranteed you can get four yards? Like, when we talk about the West, right, you're going to go, okay, can CMC get me four? Mm-hmm. CMC is going to get me four yards. Yeah. Like, that's just the reality yeah, of it, can, right? Can yeah. Kenneth Walker get me yeah, two, three yeah, yards? Yes. Yeah, he's going to get me those yards, right? Um, is, you know, Daryl Henderson going to get me four yards? I don't know, right? Is DeAndre Swift? Well, it depends. Does DeAndre Swift want to hit the hole or does he want to bounce it outside? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he just, you don't know. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give Dallas the slight edge here. If that doesn't tell you that we're actually doing this, like, on the up and up, we just gave Dallas the best offense in this division, and I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Heading over to the defensive side. So, yep. uh, first we go over D linemen, and then we'll go over linebackers, and then we'll kind of group them as pass rushers as a front seven, yep. and then we kind of do secondaries because yep. it might change a little bit depending on positions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Most the, of the these, scheme is so hard. Most of these are actually four threes, it looks like. Oh, that's so, good. That helps. So I, I think outside of the Giants, I think everyone runs a four three for the most part. Okay. So it will be a little even yeah. on base, but still yeah, yeah. we'll do the same thing. So the Cowboys here, they have uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Mozzie Smith. First round pick this year. Yep. Jonathan Hankins. And Michael Parsons, they're counting as a Leo. Okay, yeah. so I'm putting right. him on the D line because yeah, it's yeah. a linebacker, but yeah, I know yeah. it's a very hybrid. Yeah, he's he's the most bulking utility. up. Yeah. He's bulking up to be a little more on the D line as a pass rusher. So I'm going to yeah. put him there. Yeah. But obviously, when we get to front sevens, he'll be included no matter what. Right. So he, I'll For put sure. him on D line right now. Yep. Uh, the Giants have Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson. Ashawn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Ashawn's on the pup list, but I'll put him in there because he's second. He's always right so hurt. Philadelphia Eagles have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, and Josh Sweat. Also having Derek Barnett wow. as just and Jordan Davis Dude, as these extra guys. Are legit. Washington Commanders have Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young. Wow, that's 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 this is really hard. Mm-hmm. I oh, they're all top tier pass rushers. Holy shnikes. You okay. Can, you can think one thing that, that Lions don't have to play the NFC East this year. No they would be kidding. getting attacked. Well, I don't know. I mean, our offensive I mean, line is probably pretty good. good yeah. But I'd rather play like the South that we yeah. are. Uh, we worse. Be, yeah, we're not worried about it. They, 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 they handled that ass against Washington last year, so I was not worried about it. Did not handle ass against uh, the Eagles or the Cowboys, though, so. Point taken. <laughs> yeah, they actually were two and two because they did beat the Giants. So I guess that's true. And in New York too. It, yeah. Okay. So, take it as you. so he, here's the issue I'm having. Okay. Okay. I think there's a lot of names here. Sure. And I think this is where we really got to delve into. Okay, who's a legit difference maker and who's mm-hmm. not? It would actually be. I want to cut you off yeah. here on it. It would actually be interesting. You want to just jump into linebackers and just group. Front yeah. Sevens? Let's do that. Yeah. Because I, I think this is I really think difficult. Th- this one is. There's not a clear anything here. And where I was going with that was I was like, Demarcus Lawrence is a name, mm-hmm. but hasn't been truly effective in probably two years. Yeah. Right? Okay. But, like, a guy like, I want to say Chase Young, all the potential in the world, hasn't been healthy, though. Yeah. Does this year, does he finally break out and kill it? Very well could, right? Um, so it's hard for me. Like, um, what's the other guy? Uh, from The D-tackle from... Uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. he's a D tackle, but he does so many things well for you, but maybe he doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but he's a pivotal part of that defense, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to go, okay, well, this is clearly the best D line based on your talent, right? Yeah. And then Washington, you've got first round pick Bonanza over there. 
But outside of Deron Payne, it's like, are you, are they, are they killing it? I don't know, right? So I think it's tough. So let's go to the linebackers, and then we'll kind of rank front sevens. Yeah. So the Cowboys linebacking group, they have Leighton Vanderesh, and they have Damone Clark. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Giants have Aziz. Uh, El Shayer, right? El Shayer, yeah. Yep. Bobby Okeke, Micah McFadden, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, they run the 3-4. They the yeah, they're they were, they were yeah. the only one yeah, with the 3-4. Four, four, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Okarike, right? Yeah, Okarike, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, the Eagles have Nicholas Morrow, Nicole Deem, and Hassan Reddick. That helps. Nicole Deem's a dog. Yep. And Washington has uh, Jamin Davis and Cody Barton. Okay. Jamin Davis, I think, is also a former first-round pick. Jamin Davis? Yes, yes. 21. Yeah. I'd like think, to say that helped, but I don't know. I think it kind of made Washington four for me. Yeah. Just because, like you said, I don't think – I think they've got names. They have names. They haven't shown the most. Right. And the linebacking crew doesn't help. Right. I think the other three, I guess maybe Dow's kind of included in this too, but like adding Thibodeau or adding Hassan Reddick and N'Kobe Dean help the front Mm -hmm. four to kind of push them apart from the other ones. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb here. Okay. I'm going to put Philly one. I think they've got a pretty solid, I think they've got a very Deep defensive line. I think the depth helps. And I think they've got playmakers at all spots. And I think their linebacking core is pretty damn good. Yeah. I, I think they're one. I think the Eagles are one, too. Okay. All right. Cool. I agree. With um, I think it's a really close fight for two and three between Dallas and the Giants. I do, too. I think Dallas edges them out simply because of two things. One, I think Dan Quinn is a better defense coordinator than Wink Martindale. No offense. And two, they have the best player. Micah Parsons is clearly the best player. I think those are the two things that stick out for me the most out of that. What are your your thoughts? No, I I would completely agree with that. Uh, I think adding guys like Mozzie Smith to that lineup too helps a lot. stop the run. And I know Vanderush is always hurt. Yeah. But when he's he's there, he's there. Yeah, he's a dog out there. Yeah. So I would agree with that. So I would have Eagles one, Cowboys two, Giants three, Washington four. I think the Giants are really good. But, like, Leonard Williams to me is, like, that guy where – and I don't know. I, I could probably pull up his numbers. But, like, I feel like he's talked about. But I don't necessarily know if like the production is always there. I, I, I like you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's that guy for me. I'm gonna look him up real fast just because I don't want to be talking out of my ass completely here. But like, yeah, see, like, look, I, I, and like I said, his his role may be different. He's got one year with double digit sacks, and that was in 2020. Uh-huh. 2021, six and a half. 2022, two and a half sacks. He had 19 assisted tackles, 45 combined. So it's like, and obviously, obviously, it sounds like he was hurt last year. But point being, it's like. Is it the name value for me, or is it actual production? You know what I mean? Like Dexter Lawrence, or I'm sorry, not Dexter Lawrence, um, Demarcus Lawrence, right? As much as I want to say yes, like was a stud for them a few years ago, has kind of tailed off a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that has to be kind of thrown into consideration. Yeah, sure. Secondary is going to be fun, though. Secondary will be interesting. So, Dallas Cowboys secondary from corner to corner with yep. maybe a nickel if yep. it helps or yeah. hurts or whatnot. So, Dallas Cowboys here, they have Stephon Gilmore, Donovan or Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, Trayvon Diggs, and Jordan Lewis. Trayvon Diggs just got paid, too. Trayvon Diggs just got paid. Uh, the Giants out here, they have Deontay Banks, first-round pick from this year. Yep, from Maryland. Uh, yep. Bobby McCain, Xavier McKinney, and Adoree Jackson. Okay. The Eagles have Darius Slay, Toro Edmonds, Reed Blankenship, 
uh, James Bradbury, and Keely Ringo. And the Commanders have Kendall Fuller, uh, Kamen Curl, Derek Forrest, Emmanuel Forbes, and Jatavius Martin, who's a second-round pick for this year. Yeah, Forbes was a first-round pick. And Forbes was a first-round pick. For this year, yeah. Mississippi State, right? I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of rookies out there for Washington. Yeah, a lot of rookies. I was just about a to say A lot of rookies, thing. and they have a fifth-round and a seventh-round guy playing safety. That's not great. That doesn't help. Um, yikes. Okay, so looking at this, right, I don't ugh, I don't love the Giants, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're the most, like, not a massive drop-off. Mm-hmm. In like talent, I guess sure. if that makes sense. I, I don't feel like they're great at any spot, but they're not like, uh, yeah. Either I don't love Reed Blankenship being the starting safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. and there's a clear drop off between Bradbury and Slay to Ringo if they, he's really their third yeah. guy. I mean, they have Avante Maddox. Too yeah, okay, there, he might so play some more nickel for them more. too. They he's also have play. Greedy Williams. Yeah, he's a reclam- he's a reclamation project though. I'm, yeah. I, once again, a name that we thought would be really good, right? Um, so I don't love their safeties, and similarly to Dallas, I like their corner. But like, I, and here's the thing: now that you call me out if I'm being biased here, I don't love Trevon Diggs mm-hmm. because I think he is a boomer bust player in yeah. the worst ways. Where like it's either he's gonna make an interception and change the game. Or he's going to get dog walked all game. I don't think that Trevon Diggs is a true lockdown guy like Sauce or like Jalen Ramsey was, or even I. Th- I don't think he's as good as like a Darius Slay. I just don't. I just don't see that in him. Mm-hmm. I know that like the interceptions help boast that, but Amani Ariwari had six picks two years ago, and now he's on a one year prove it deal. It's it's that fast, right? Like. Yeah. I don't know that that to me is is where it's hard. I love the addition of Stephon Gilmore to that team. Yeah, I I personally think Dallas is right, and I'm the not saying they're not. Here, I'm just like the, for me, it's hard, right? No, like, sure. um, I don't love James Bradbury. I think he kind of is, is going to take a step back. He's old, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think he started showing his ass a little bit after the end of last year. So, while as a number two, he's pretty solid. I don't know. They just don't have anything behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, you really don't. Mean. Right. So it's like eh, it's not the Best room ever. I, I'm probably going to say Dallas because I don't think I think they've got the highest ceiling. If yes. you could put that there, um, and Gilmore is going to be a stud for them. Um, and Jordan Lewis coming off the bench or as your nickel guy. I know I think he's coming off an injury, but I think he'll be ready to go before the season. Um, I think they're probably the. There's not a huge like. There's no drop offs really. Yeah, like there. I think the Giants. I think had the least distance and drop off, but I think also I think don't think their ceiling is as high. Mm-hmm. Like that, like. Philly show that they can compete at every level. And I think Dallas is in a similar wake here. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give Dallas secondary and then Philly's two in that yeah. situation. And then Giants are three. Yeah. I just think Washington, the hard part is. You just can't project it. You can't project a whole bunch of yeah. first round, yeah. second round picks yeah. to play. I, don't, I didn't love the Forbes pick. I thought he was super skinny. Um, I think he's going to get pushed around a little bit by some of these beefier guys. Um, he can't play inside in my opinion, because of that. Um, can you imagine him trying to cover, like, in the slot Mark Andrews or something like mm-hmm. that? That's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, and you got a lot of youth in that team. I don't know what Washington is. You've got standout players like Terry McLaurin, but then you're just like, we're rebuilding in some spots but not others. Mm-hmm. It, it feels very weird to me, their roster construction right now. Yeah. 
All right, so we got... I think Philly's taking it on the defensive side, right? I think they have the best front seven and the second best secondary. Oh, I guess well, Dallas them is two. The, them and Cowboys because they're both one and two. Ooh. So I guess it's uh, coaching, which I think you just give it to the Eagles, but... Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. You have uh, Mike McCarthy and Dan... Uh, Dan Quinn for the Cowboys. Yeah, but the Eagles lost a lot of guys too. This Sirianni this tucks. Sean, uh, uh, Sean this Desai, Desai, right? Who yeah. was their pass game coordinator last year? Um, but they lost right because they lost both coordinators, so that yeah. that hurts Philly quite a bit. Yeah. I was just looking yeah. purely from defensive perspective. So I mean, from an overall like makeup, right? So you've got Dallas is finishing slightly ahead, and I think I've got we've got Philly finishing ahead of Dallas. In defensively, right? Yeah, they're yeah they're yeah like the the front seven and yeah. the back five. They're one and two respectively right. for so, all spots. Yeah, um, this is tough. I, I mean, I think Nick Sirianni at this point has earned the right to be considered one of the better coaches in the NFL, despite that horrendous opening press conference. Um, I mean, you go and you win nine games, get to the playoffs when you weren't supposed to, and then last year you go to the Super Bowl. Like I. I you know, Mike McCarthy, I feel like, is coaching for his job mm-hmm. right now. Does that play anything into it for you at all well, in terms of so who you have these on, guys on the, I was going to say, so just to clean yeah. this up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So um, who's their kickers? <laughs> yeah, so so we have Eagles 1 on the whole defensive side and yeah, yeah. Dallas 2. Yeah. So I just want to clear up that we're deciding between the two. Yes, as, for as overall, an overall, right? Correct. Because Dallas had the number one offense, mm-hmm. Eagle had number two defense. Defensive side, Eagles had the number one defense. Yep. Cowboys had the number two defense. Yep. So there's no like one in three or one in yeah, four. Exactly. Like, they're both. They're both, the, they're both yeah. one and two on both sides. Right. So it's how do we want to decide? Well, I mean, I pre- historically we do coaching. Yeah, I think the coaching. I think Mike McCarthy is not a good football coach. Let mm-hmm. me be very clear. I just I don't think he has it anymore. I, mm-hmm. I think Rodgers helped quite a bit. I would also reckon to say which one of these two teams, if we're projecting who we might think will win other divisions, what team do you think fares up against, yeah. say, like 49ers, Seahawks, yeah. Lions, Vikings? Yeah, I think, I think, you know what yeah, I mean? Like who right, kind of right. – who I do think you think Philly, is the most competitive yeah. in there? I think Philly might probably would be – Let me ask you this because I was going to bring – we brought, we did this before in the AFC, right, where you go, I think when you have these close battles like this – I, unfortunately, I think it has to come down to who do you have more confidence in quarterback play in? That could, yeah, you know that, what I mean? That like, could be too. Like, because when I think of the Eagles matching up with the Lions, right, I go, well, Jalen Hurts is going to throw a crap ton over us. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jalen Hurts, from what I've seen out of last year, where you go, he's not going to make the mistake that Dak has historically sure. made. Uh, you know what? You, you know, know what I mean. You you say that exact phrasing, yeah. and I go, you know, I agree. Until he fumbles that ball in the Super Bowl, yeah. But but he but it's but then he, he comes got back. back. But I would just like yeah. I just think it's funny because yeah. like you like you say that, and I go, yeah. yeah in the biggest moment, he literally <laughs> said, "Let me drop this ball for a yeah. fumble six. Yeah. So like it's like I could see it happening. Yeah. For both guys, because again, yeah. Dak leads the league in interceptions last year. Jalen Hurts, while coming back, right. also was kind of the reason why his team was down right. because he fumbled that ball. Right. So it's like it's like you shut yourself in the foot, but then it's like I'll fix it. Right. right. Exactly. Kind yeah. of. I mean, it's really. I, I maybe it's, it's just hard down to say. To, who yeah. do we like more? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like they, I like Dak was hurt when they played the first time. Yeah. And stuff. So like they didn't really play head to head too much this year. 
I, I'm um, Cooper Rush played yeah. a lot, so it was, it was I'm hard. fascinated to see these two teams go at it because I I think this is a real make or break type of year for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Dak is coming out to an opt out after this year, right? So technically, they can let him go with like thirty million dollars in dead cap or something crazy. But the point is that they can do it, right? They can they can get out of his deal. Um, you don't know if Tony Pollard's coming back after this year because he's going to sign the tag. Probably they're not going to pay him long term. Um, you're gonna have to pay CD. Are you is Mike McCarthy even gonna be your coach? Mm-hmm. You just don't know. You've let Kellen Moore go, you know. Mike McCarthy's calling plays again. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Ask Aaron Rodgers, depending on the day. You don't know, who knows? Yeah. Right? So, I let me put it this way I'm gonna say Philly for the simple fact is there's a lot less concern about the Philadelphia Eagles right now than the Dallas Cowboys. That's fair. I mean, you know like I, mean? I said, I think it's. A very I, it's, close, it's very close battle. I went so, in thinking Eagles all the way, but looking at the Cowboys roster, they're in a very much a win now mode, mm-hmm. and they got to get it done. Yeah, it's just can they do it? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the Eagles will match up for the fact of having Jalen Hurts, the receiving room, the front seven. Yep. I think they would compete well with yep. other division winners. Yeah. Um, I think offensive scheme helps them quite a bit too. Offensive scheme, yeah. I think it helps the running game if you're kind of yeah. low on the running game. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, I could go Eagles. Yeah. I think they're both. They're right there. They're literally, if you yeah. put them on a score, it's like all right, Eagles are ninety five. Yeah. Okay, right, then Cowboys are ninety three. Like yeah, it's right. It's really within, right within right a couple there. points of each other probably. Yeah. So I can go. We, we can we can lead Eagles yeah. just because they're defending Super Bowl champs and it's really close. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They're but, the best team. They were the best team in the NFC last year. I think they deserve the nod yeah. in that in that sense. Um, all right, that was fun. That was a good time. All right, mm-hmm. let, let's uh, let's shift focus a little bit here. You know, we talk about you know Tony Pollard and some of these other guys. I want to talk about this running back mm-hmm. thing going on. So we just got news last night. Jonathan Taylor is not so happy anymore, and he wants out of Indianapolis. Wild. First off, um, Indy's already kind of said, look, we're not doing any sort of thing, right? And now reports are coming out. Well, they want an early-round pick. And that's interesting because no team is going to give up a high-value pick to then pay a running back $16 million a year, which is what he wants. So it's a very interesting conundrum. But this is just the latest in a long slew of, yeah, we just don't really want to pay running backs anymore, right? Austin Eckler wants more money. Uh, we'll restructure to give you some incentive, but really we don't really know if that's going to be a long-term fix. You know, Saquon signs a one-year, $10 million fully guaranteed deal. Okay, cool, instead of signing the tag, so we can just do this all next year. Uh, Tony Pollard hasn't signed yet. You've got Josh Jacobs, who's not reported to camp yet. Um, who else is out there? Uh, Derrick Henry was looking to be traded because they want to get offloaded his contract, right? Um, and you just see this slew of the franchise tag number getting a little bit lower year after year. You've seen teams like the Chiefs winning Super Bowls with enough seventh round pick as they're starting running back um my, just what are your thoughts on this kind of phenomenon because i listen i can see it from both sides if i'm a running back i'm pissed i'm frustrated because you know you see teams like tennessee or the giants paying a less than average quarterback big mm-hmm. money because you've had success but the only reason you've had success is because of your run game um and but they don't want to pay you Right or they do pay you, but now they're realizing a couple years in, yeah, you're kind of damaged goods at this point. We don't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so the job security is not there. The big money is not there. It's it's really becoming hard. But at the same time, if you're an NFL, if you're an NFL team, you go, look, man, 
I can be a Philadelphia Eagle team and have four guys that are all kind of interchangeable mm-hmm. and just run them out there, and I'll let Carolina pay $7 million to Miles Sanders and let them do their thing. I see it from both sides because yeah. both, you know, you've seen it work both ways, and it's becoming a passing league. Just give me your overall thoughts on this because I just think it's a fascinating kind of thing that's going on where I don't necessarily think it's collusion. Mm-hmm. I just think everyone's like, I think they're looking at it, and I think advanced metrics are almost hurting the running back position where you're like, we don't really need that three-down bell cow yeah. grind and pound it like we do. We need three guys that who can all kind of do it serviceably enough to set up play action. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know. I feel really bad for the running backs. It's tough. I, I think it sucks. I think it's, you know, if you put yourself, like, retroactively in their shoes, it's like you like you're at a job and you yeah. do really well at the job, yeah. but your supervisor – gets paid more right. because the product is doing really well because you're the one doing the work to make it better. Right. Like it's really like the running back helps set up the play action and helps set all this stuff up and yeah. takes the carries yeah. and runs the does clock pass out, pro. does the pass pro to help protect the quarterback. But it's like, Oh, but then he gets paid the $40 million and I get yeah. nothing. Right. I think, I mean, I would be frustrated too. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I think there is that point of like the production value. If you don't have, um, a top five running back in football. It's like, could you do like the Lions are a perfect example? Is they can work with DeAndre Swift and Jamal War- or Jamal Williams, or they can go get David Montgomery, mm-hmm. or they could go get you know yeah. name a guy, right? Uh, Kenneth Gainwell probably, yeah. or yep. Miles Sanders. You can get all these different guys, mm-hmm. or you can draft a guy in the fourth round and be like, yeah, so he can just like run straight for three yards, mm-hmm. right? That, like that right. can work too. Right. So it's 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 that market of. Well, San Francisco 49ers. They, they, the they Niners it, are I mean, the perfect They trade it for CMC, and you go, man, imagine what the one of the yeah. best running backs could do already in a scheme that's already really yeah. good. Or or Baltimore, same exactly. thing. They're just like, yes. all right, as long as we have Lamar and we can do yeah. read options and stuff, yeah. we'll make it work. So, right. Well, you, you look at a team like Buffalo. Buffalo's like, well, we don't. We don't have running backs. Like, we got James Cook. Who can yeah. do what? Catch the ball in the backfield. Yeah. You know? I, the funny thing is, Buffalo is like the worst, like – the opposite opposite example, like yeah. the, if you were the running backs, you want to be like, look at what Buffalo is. Yeah. Buffalo would be doing so much better <laughs> if they had a bell cow running bag yeah. that they could rely on to get four yards. Yeah. They would they would be a killer team because yeah. no one thinks they can run the ball a lick, which they can't. No, but no one believes that they can, so they just drop eight back and go try us. Yeah. And they try to throw in their way out of it. It never works. Right. But like Buffalo is the example of the running back should be using going, you're someone you know, who should pay a running you know back funny a little bit. Is I think the running back you know, position is also getting devalued because I think a lot more teams are investing more heavily in their offensive line than ever before. Yeah. You're seeing so many guards, centers, like multiple, you know, I mean, shoot, the Lions have one, two, three, three guys, right? Three guys, three first-round picks on their team and two third-round picks. Right, I mean, if you're assuming Glasgow's coming back and mm-hmm. going to be a starter, he's not. But point being, right, no. you've got a ton of picks invested in that O line, where you're like, no, 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 we're just gonna, you know, doesn't matter who we stick back there. Like the Lions transform their whole running back room, and everyone's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Jameer Gibbs, sweet, awesome. Yeah, like, it, it, it used to be like if you have a star running back, it doesn't yeah. matter what your offensive no, line is. Just give him the ball, let it happen. And now it's transitioned to all right. Now let's have a great offensive line who can protect the quarterback yep. and open up the running holes, right? And so, we'll get anybody in there to do it. Exactly. And it's interesting. It's it's wild, right? We see these guys like Zeke Elliott get paid, and then everyone goes, "Oh God, this contract is literally the moment the pen, the ink is dry." Everyone's like, "Oh, this is a terrible contract." It's. 
I don't really see a for I don't foresee a conclusion to this necessarily. What I think is going to wind up happening is over time, the running back position and the players that play the position are going to have to evolve. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be better pass catchers out of there. They're going to have to be guys that can split out. I just don't see the days of having a three down, true three down back. The Walter Paytons, the Barry Sanders, the Emmett Smiths of the world saying, "Hey, look." You don't come out of the game. Like, this is yeah. our guy. So You're not going to see it. I will say, in defense of that, I will. I think there's going to be a coach out there, yeah. some young coach or something, yeah. who's going to, because you have the, the heavy running attack, yeah. and then you have the guys like Andy Reid and stuff go, well, what if we try air raiding? Yeah. Like, what if we just <laughs> throw the ball a yeah, thousand right. times and yeah. see what happens? Yeah. I think... Sometimes the counter to that is yeah. let's let's pound the rock. Well, yeah. let's yeah let's let's have let's let's limit possessions right. and maybe instead of Mahomes having thirteen times with the ball, yeah. we have him have six times with the right. ball. And so I think there's will be a coach or some coaches coming up yeah. that will be like, is wouldn't it be smart to get a star running back, run it, run it, run it, keep getting first downs, run the clock out, and yeah. then we win a game ten to seven. I, like yeah. I think I think that revolution may come eventually too. Yeah. Where it's like, how can we beat Joe Burrow? How can we beat right. Mahomes? Maybe we just stop giving them the ball a hundred times. Well, you know, and that's the thing. What I what I what I foresee, right, is I think that what's what you're gonna wind up seeing a little bit, and we saw it a lot in the first year of like the Lions offense, right, where it was a shit show. But you saw Jared Goff kind of dumping it down quite a bit. I think that's going to wind up replacing that, right? That Where too. it's like, hey, check down, check down, check down, check down. Keep the keep that clock running, right? And the running backs, like Theo Riddick had two really good years for Detroit, catching balls six inches in front of the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think somebody's going to go, maybe we just run the ball quite a bit. The problem is, and this to the to the you know the detriment of the running back position, a guy like Najee Harris, he's going to get 250, 300 carries this year. Mm-hmm. He's going to get run into the ground, yeah. and they're not going to pay him because he's going to bust his ass. He's going to try to you know get this team with a young quarterback who's not ready to take the team, put him on his back yet. They're going to rely on him to do that dirty work, and then by the time Kenny's ready to take over, if he is the guy... All right, thanks, Najee. Appreciate you, buddy. We're going to go draft your replacement in round three and then go take two receivers in rounds one and two, and we're going to go on our merry way, you know what I mean, and get there. Um, It's because you don't have that longevity because every single one of these contracts that have been signed, even the CMC one, which doesn't look terrible now because he's healthy, these last years he's been hurt. Zeke fell off a cliff. Todd Gurley got hurt. All these guys. And you know what's interesting, too, is I think the NI – the NIL thing for college. Yes. It's going to, it's, it's one, it's going to do two things. It's going to keep running backs in college longer, yep. but it's also going to help develop them. Yep. So because they're not so coveted, a second round Blake Corum yep. or a third round uh, yep. Donovan Edwards from right. Michigan, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, that's a stud guy right. that you're getting in the second or third round right. because no one's going to cover the running back position enough to take them in the first round. Correct. But because they played six years of college football mm-hmm. or five years of college football, they're going to be like, wow, they're stud. Like They know the position yep. inside and out, and so they're going to be able to take these guys late. So, And you just see the college game transforming too, right? Even, you know, we've seen it with just here in Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Where Harbaugh wanted to ground and pound it, right? But he's learned that, hey, look, I, we're still a base running team, mm-hmm. but we have to spread people out. We yeah. have to we have to do something. But what does he do every year? Gets the best transfers possible at his O-line position to protect the quarterback. Gets a solid tight end. You got two running backs deep, right? Mm-hmm. But even in the Michigan sense, you have Blake Corman could be the best running back in the country. But you probably have the 
one of the best running backs in the country right behind him, mm-hmm. right, ready to go. So it's like the drop-off isn't there. You lose J.J. McCarthy, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? In the NFL, it's I think that's where it is. Like, look, we just got to focus on getting a quarterback, and then everything else will fix itself. Like Cincinnati, they mm-hmm. got Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon took a $9 million pay cut to stay, and he's probably going to get cut after this year anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to go, okay, well, we're just going to draft his replacement in rounds two or three and yep, just be fine. And, and go to the AFC title game and be, be <laughs> and be fine. It's an interesting. I'm, 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 the amount of free agent running backs that are going to be available next year is going to be insane. And I am very fascinated to see what team finally goes. Maybe we just do it mm-hmm. and see what happens, right? You know, like. I know some Lions were like, imagine if they traded for Jonathan Taylor. I go, it's not happening. No, please, they, for the God, love no, of God, no. No, they're not. But it's 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 interesting, right, where you're just like, what if they did? And you go, yeah, what if they did? And then you have a guy like Miguel Cabrera taking up a good chunk of your con- of your salary cap on a guy who can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of it is that, like, these guys fall off a cliff. It's 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 like, you know, can we get, like, a maximum amount of touches, mm-hmm. you know, clause in my contract where anything after that I get – However much money, yeah, maybe, <laughs> or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's so like, crazy. Look, man, I touched the ball more than twenty times a game. You guys start paying me more money. Mm. Why? Well, because my knees hurt. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, I can't walk anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's it's just a very fascinating type of thing, and I think the only way they're going to get these contract extensions is going to have to get more involved in the pass game. So, good thing Nick Chubb got paid when he did. <laughs> True. Thank God. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. We've got SummerSlam. Yeah. It's here. Can we, can we bring up some AEW stuff first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, All sure. Right. I, ha- I had some bitches myself. I have I have one bitch. Did you see my tweet? Yes. You, last night? Yes, After I the show? So. Okay. Go ahead. I'll let you go first, yeah, and then I'll, I have, I'll show I have, my own I have bitch. A, I have a bitch and a half. Okay. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to be like, hey, why do we not have a single match announced for All In yet? I have that. I That's a bitch of mine. I didn't tweet about it, but I have that bitch. I yeah. agree. I, I it's just frustrating. I'm like, can we just get something? Well, now we're to, getting, to get I've excited? heard Osprey and Jericho now, and I went, that's, I, that, not, that's, that, not that the Canadian, that's not the Canadian I want him to face. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, though, if you're going to main event the AEW World Cup, that's probably the Canadian you want him to face. But <laughs> what's all out? A bunch of tags. Great. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah, that was my bitch. But I actually, uh, I really like that Collision show. Thought collision was great. Had yeah. a really nice time watching it. I have a couple bitches though. Okay. You know what really grinds my gears? We'll really grind is when. So okay, we get off collision. I love the fact they didn't do the turn. I love the tease. I loved all that. Okay. Sure. Here's what I hate. Two things. Mercedes Martinez. Okay, comes out. Okay, kills that. Whatever chick. Okay, mm-hmm. has a TBS title shot next week. Has had one match. Mm-hmm. And then That's- next week. So next week on collision. We've got FTR defending the AEW tag titles against Big Bill and Brian Cage. Why? They just lost in the tournament. Well, so so on Dynamite. Yeah, okay. They won that Battle Royal, which okay. is the number one contendership Battle I, Royal. I, but what was the point of having them in the tournament and and having? No, them, you're not you know wrong. I mean? I'm like, just. Uh, I'm like. I, I just don't understand. I thought like, it was. Set, wanted, I, I thought it was set up for the Hardys to win, and then the Hardys were going to face FTR. Yeah, like right. that's why I thought the yeah. tournament that the battle and also Royal Big was Bill and Brian Cage they're not associated in any way. Yeah. They just happen to be together. They're just too big. I was just like, I don't understand yeah. why we're handing out title shots like through candy mm-hmm. when you ju- like you built like this whole mix match tournament thing was set up for Cole and MJF. Right, mm-hmm. I get that they win the tournament, they go out have a nice match, all that shit. 
best part on television, quite frankly. But it was really funny. All those other teams, like okay, like you, I just don't understand why we're just giving things away like mm-hmm. that for no reason. Like FTR needs to be in a feud, like a legit feud, yeah, for the next six weeks. I don't care if they defend the title six times in a row. That doesn't help me any. Like mm. you had a nice little TV feud against Bullet Club. Okay, that was a nice job, right? Yeah. You had a nice couple week build for the Cole MJF thing. I liked it. Now you've got six weeks or less than that now, no, right? Four weeks. Four yeah. weeks. You need to be building mm-hmm. for all in. And to your back to your original point, we've got nothing announced. Yeah. Biggest show, and I get it. Look. They're selling tickets. They're making a ton of money. All good things. Awesome. Congratulations. Cool. But you're expecting people to pay for this and then also going to go back and double dip the next week and go, hey, then also pay for All Out. Mm -hmm. There's no way All Out's going to be good at any sort of level from a storyline perspective. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, (coughs) excuse me. Like I said, unless they they separate the rosters a little bit and they have stories building for both, it's the only way they could do it. I've also got a little bit of a bitch. I don't want MJF and Punk again. I really don't. I don't want Punk in the... I don't know why Punk shouldn't be in the world title picture. Mm -hmm. Until he shows a level of where, like, hey, look, man, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand the the want for Tony to be like, we're going to get that summer of Punk again. It's Mm -hmm. like, why? Why do you need it? You don't need it. You really don't need it. No, they don't need it. You know um, what I mean? Like, I just, like, because here's the thing. Like, oh, he's the real world champ. At some point, we're going to have to have that collision, right? Yeah. No pun intended, I guess. Yeah. I did I, I did see a theory of having Colby Punk for that fake title and then doing, like, title for cool. title for that. That's fine. To, and I was like, I just don't. Cool. I just don't think Punk needs to be in the world title picture. Here's the thing is, I I wouldn't mind Punk being in there for, like, the one-off. Yeah. Because I think the build and everything would be awesome, yeah. and the match would be fine. Yeah. Or, I, think, or the match I just would be think good, they just probably, did such a really but... nice job with the feud. Yeah. To now go back to it, where it definitely feels like, well, we didn't get it because Punk's a douche, mm-hmm. so let's go back and do it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like to me a little bit, where I think they're doing such good character work with MJF now, where I feel like it's almost like, we're going to have to regress to get back to that almost because mm-hmm. and I don't really agree with punk standing. Well, I never lost it. Well, because you're an asshole, mm-hmm. you got suspended and then you tore your tricep again. Like, okay, great. You didn't lose. Awesome. Cool. Great. Bret Hart still never officially lost the WCW world championships. I mean, he's still fucking world champion. He's mm-hmm. 60. No, it's like, like, come on. Like I get it. And I understand from a storytelling perspective, they need a big belt on that show which I know hurts AEW fans a lot because, like, they're going to get another world title at some point. Mm. You, you can just feel it. Um, but it just feels like Punk as being the guy doesn't need to be the guy with the title in that situation. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win the title. I yeah. just think it'll be a really fun feud to yeah. to do that with. Maybe, yeah. I just think they did it so well the first time. It's like, just let that, let that breathe. Go. Well, they've been breathing for it for a year and a half now. <laughs> it happened literally in March of 2022. Tell Punk to not lose his shit at a post-match presser. Douche. Yeah, clearly. I, I, like, I enjoyed that. the promo, and I thought Ricky Starks came in and kicked him in the dick. I thought that was great, you mm-hmm. know, you know, verbally-wise. I thought that was really good. But yeah. I've been enjoying Collision a lot more than Dynamite. Yes, I have too. Yeah, which is... I don't know if it's just because it's new 
but I, I feel don't... like the story. I feel like we've gotten better. Well, the thing is, stuff the, the, the funny thing is, I don't think this. The, like, there's been like no st- overarching stories really. Yeah. Outside of like the FTR Bullet Club thing, yeah, yeah. a couple punk things or whatever. Yeah. It's not really any long term anything yeah. going on over there. Right. But like, it just the in ring has just felt yeah. better. It just has like a more like it's fresh it's that's like what it is it's feeling. just fresh yeah. it's real it feels different it's a different vibe right you got a new commentating crew you got a new I think the commentating crew helps, helps a lot, a lot. yeah I, I like you know, Rick Bonnie and, yeah. and what's his face I like uh, I like Kevin Kelly quite a bit I really do oh, I we think all love Kevin I think Kevin. he's super underrated um, yeah he's in Japan right now yeah but. doing the G, doing G1 things G1 things Shout out to Will Ospreay. Finally getting out that Okada Thank win. Thank God. <laughs> it's about damn time. All right, let's talk SummerSlam, Mike. What's almost here. We're less than a week away. Uh, biggest party of the summer coming to the Motor City. Really excited for it. Uh, we got a ton of stuff planned this weekend, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Hopefully we'll be taking pictures or doing something. I don't know. We gotta... I don't know. We don't do any of that. I know. We suck. It's fine. I just go to shows and leave. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, ton of stuff going on this weekend. We got WrestleCon this week as well. Uh, lots of good stuff coming your way. But Mike, we got the SummerSlam card. Um, let's let's just go back real fast um, before we get to there. You know what really grinds my gears? The oh. stupid Slim Jim Battle Royal thing. Oh. Let's talk about that first. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to talk okay, about. Okay. Good. First. Okay. Stupid. Yeah. I hate it. Now. I will preface. Yeah. If it's a pre-show thing. Yeah. Won't hate it as much. Don't hate that as much either. Also, because if, though, if we're sitting there at like seven thirty yeah. and we're bored out of our mind, <laughs> and they come out with twenty people, they do a battle royal real quick. Yeah, not gonna hate it. Cool. I don't understand the reason why LA Knight's just not facing Theory for the U.S. title. And I think it was a little bit of God saying something when Mysterio got hurt in that match, and everyone's like, mm, "Maybe you made the wrong call." I don't want to be that guy, but also like you know, maybe there's a sign there. Sure. Here's your sign. <laughs> um, yeah. No, anything. And here's the thing: I don't even mind Santos Escobar. I, I think he's fine. I think yeah. he's a good in ring guy. He's got he's got the pedigree, second generation, all sure. that shit. But is he as over as LA Knight is? No. Mm. So does everyone scream yeah when he walks out? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just don't understand why the push couldn't have happened now and why we're waiting. Waiting for what? You know, it is the WWE thing to do God, to wait so on everything. Stupid. Goodness gracious. I it's can't, so like, frustrating. Imagine they would have waited on Cena. Yeah. Well, let's wait till he starts getting booed. Then give him the title. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You know? It's no, like, it's crazy. They, they they are notorious of just, they are. let's wait until they're not popular and then give them the title. Give them the and title. then everyone's like, good cool. for you. Good yeah. For like, you. Good. Yeah, good. yeah. Like, Royal yeah. Rumble time will give LA Knight the title when no one cares about him anymore. That'll be fun. <laughs> exactly. That will be like, Finally. Yeah. And that point, that yeah. Anyway, so, that's, yeah. that's so, my bit. So yeah. saying Battle Royal, LA Nate's going to win. So he better. Matter. If he doesn't, I'm going to be like, so what are we doing? <laughs> Sheamus really needed it. No, he didn't. Yeah, well, there are only two people announced. So exactly. Far, so yeah. I think there's 20 people. Two of them are announced. Sure. So that's sure. fun. Hopefully yeah. it's on the pre-show. Well, they just low-key were like, hey, by the way, Ronda versus uh, Shane is happening. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. So yeah, they you did. Know, well, wonder how uh, long that match is going to get. honestly, they also have done that for like every other match on the yeah. show outside of like three. Yeah. Is they've been like, <clears throat> this yeah. match is happening too. By the way. <laughs> uh, speaking of Shane Baszler and Ronda Rousey. That's Shane a match. Shane Baszler and Ronda Rousey That's a match. That's a match. Um, okay. Shane should win here. The, the funny part is every single match on here. Feels like there's going to be a stipulation added. It feels like, like extreme rules. Yeah, coming. a little bit. Yeah, because I'm like, like, like Shane Baszler around Rousey. I'm like, is this going to be like a submission match or like, uh, yeah. they, they they've been teasing like an, a cage MMA fight pit 
thing that they want to do. Let's not. Let's uh, not beat a dead horse. Let's have her go out there, kill her in four minutes, and be done. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I would really appreciate. But yeah, yeah. Ron or uh, Shayna wins because Ronda's never going to be back in WWE. After yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to the show. I think the show too, is actually yes. going to be really I'm gonna solid. Say, uh, like for these first, actually, yeah. not even these first couple, literally the first two. Yeah. yeah. After that, I'm actually yeah. pretty stoked for most of these. Yeah. This is going to be, I think, a really good wrestling SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet, Logan Paul. This is not going to be a wrestling match, but <laughs> no, there's going to be a lot of flippy dippies in this one, though. <laughs> exactly. If you're a flippy dippy guy, here we go. This is the kind of situation, though, where Ricochet really can shine. Mm-hmm. Right? Is in a in a situation where you go, what do you want to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And just go tell that story, right? Yeah. Logan Paul's crazy enough and athletic enough to do whatever he wants. This should go 10 minutes mm-hmm. and should be balls to the wall, Osprey, Ricochet, you know, best of Super Junior, where you just go, they haven't touched each other in four minutes, but there <laughs> but was, that was awesome. But they're flipping around. Exactly. Yeah. That's what this should be. No, no, you know, you know, headlock takeovers. None of that shit. Ah, no headlock Screw takeover. that, okay? I want kip-ups and flips. That's all I want. Yeah. And super kick galore. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want, too. I feel yeah. like this, this is like the open the show match, too, which is going to be kind of a fun yeah. one. Don't open with Ricochet's music because nobody will know who it is. No. <laughs> Well, don't open with either because no, I yeah. guess it's maybe don't open yeah. with this one because no maybe one Maybe open up with LA Knight's entrance and people go, yeah, and then switch it real quick. See what that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I'm terrible. Yeah. So the only other non-title match on this show yeah. is Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Which will be this interesting. Is, this will be co-main probably. This will, yeah, I mean, this is one of the three main events. Yeah, By yeah. the way, you yeah. know what was interesting yeah. is this. there are three trilogies on the show. Yeah. And that, yeah. I saw it on Twitter and yeah. I said, I didn't believe it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. You're Put right. It all together. Yeah. yeah. Three trilogies on this fight. So that's, that's yeah. interesting. Does um, that mean anything? Absolutely not. No, but not like, really. it's, it's just yeah. interesting to think about. That means about. they milked it for three other extra <laughs> shows, but that's fine. <laughs> they milked it way too long. Um, I'm looking forward to this though. I really am. Yeah. I think, I, I think, think, I think the first true prediction is what's the stipulation. If there's going to be, there should be one. Yeah. What is it going to be? Yeah. Because we would, I've been thinking the strap match thing yeah, should bull be, rope. bull yeah. rope thing. Yeah. But I feel like you would have announced that already. Yeah. You got another week still, like, right? Like, like six st- days like, before. It's yeah. like, hey, by the way, strap match. Yeah. And maybe, like, right. And maybe it's just no holds barred. I don't know. Right. This, Cody's coming out with the, now I'm going to beat your ass stick. Right. So like, there's that. Yeah, he's not afraid um, of him. I've well, he's heard. not afraid of him anymore. No, he's not afraid. Yeah, he's, not afraid. he's never uh, been afraid. Take a stand. Yeah. Um, you know, he gets his ass kicked literally every time he sees him. Right. Not af- I, I would be afraid this, either. I think this is going to be that slay the dragon moment for mm-hmm. him, right? Where it's like, he's going to come out, right? It's going to be a good back and forth. And then at the end, it's going to be a clear, decisive one, two, three. Yes. Assuming it's a pinfall can happen, I guess, is the best way of putting that. Yeah. Or um, or whatever finish yeah, it takes. Right. It's a clear, decisive, put your flag in the ground, right? Like, I won. Did it. You know what I mean? Um, I think this will be the best match of the three. I don't think that's a very high bar to jump over. Um, oh, of the three of theirs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, I'm, and I think that this will be good. I, uh, when Brock wants to, he can go. Mm-hmm. Like, like we've seen it with Rollins, with Roman. When Brock wants to do it and he wants to, you know, when that match is laid out the right way, Brock can be pretty damn awesome. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be that time. I think Cody's going to be like, Come on, big fella, let's go. Yeah, he's gonna be like, Little. yeah, SummerSlam, baby. I got, I got a good one out of old ass brother Dustin. Let me get over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that guy can't even walk anymore. Yeah, exactly. and I got one Have out you of seen him? him. He keeps painting half his face. We don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to the championship matches, yeah, yeah, let's toss out 
Um, rumors of Grayson Waller going to do a shtick thing. Um, if the rock if, comes, that that was I was going to get there. Okay, but sure. sorry, sorry, no, 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 sorry. I, was, I suck. It was it was, it was more of do you think there's going to be any impromptu slash segments of like surprise because I, I think the the heaviest rumor mm. if you were a betting person mm. I think Orton probably would come back that'd at the show awesome. oh that'd be so awesome I or think he would if, get such a massive reaction I think if they do the Grayson Waller show yeah. you're getting some sort of return. somebody huge it's got to be big like like Orton yeah. Rock yes someone yes. is going to be if Orton, even even like the new like Big E and the New Day even mm-hmm. could yes. come out like there's going to be something with it in a perfect world in my mind I have two options one is uh, I, if Orton comes back, I'd rather see it on Cody. Cody beats Brock. He's standing up there. Yeah, comes out of nowhere. RKO. RKO and, and we're just, we're just rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Because that would give me... I'm getting chills just thinking mm-hmm. about it because I It'd think be awesome. that would be the perfect next feud for Cody, and I can't emphasize that enough outside of just him and Roman. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it is legitimately the perfect feud. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I think this... If you're going to do a segment... It's got to be big. It's got to be somebody really noteworthy. If Orton, if it's Orton there, cool. We get Works. the RKO on New Grayson. Day, I think, is like yes. something like he broke his neck a year. It's I like think that's back. like, if, if we're ranking them, that's definitely like third. But or if like I the go, lower. Okay. But, but yeah. it's not bad no. to get returned. Yeah. Um, if it's The Rock, it's, first off, I think it's a little bit kind of like, oh, we're going to have The Rock be great. But if then if he comes out later. Yeah, that's the big one. Well, because Grayson Waller's been doing a whole bunch of the... Mm-hmm. Taking the elbow yeah, pad off right, and yeah, kind of yeah. shooting at him on Twitter. Or he's and going stuff. for all the legends uh, yeah. and stuff. I think if we're if we're putting money on it, I would say it's Orton. I think I he's the heavy favorite. But God, if the Rock comes, it would be crazy. I would lose. My, I'm not gonna have a voice. I'm so glad. I don't know how we're gonna do the show the next day. I'm not gonna have a voice. <laughs> I know I'm we're gonna, right gonna be a lot of talking. It's and gonna be ridiculous. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I do think there's something planned. They've had a big return last couple years, right? Yeah. Whether it's Becky, Bailey, somebody sure. like that. I do think they've got something planned. If yeah. I'm a betting man, I'm putting Orton. I'm money on yes, Orton. Yes, I would too. And I think Orton coming back, I don't think people understand, and I know you do, but I don't think enough people truly appreciate how good mm-hmm. and how important Randy Orton is to WWE. Yeah. And the history, he is by far and away one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And have him come back, and have give me a three month feud with with Cody. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So, so the rumor mill I've been seeing yeah. is like Grayson Waller's gonna have a thing, yeah. and someone's gonna come out with that, mm-hmm. and then there's like maybe another one where in one of the big back. three, yes. the the yes. three main events, yes. you're also gonna get something there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I'm what I'm seeing is like two possible returns of or or show ups of some kind. I'm gonna put it this way: if Orton and The Rock come back. I'm gonna die. Just so we're clear, I'm gonna lose my. Me and Josh got to find an Uber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's Rob? Back. He fainted. It's over. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where would where would I'm gonna assume yeah. fourth of the four we've talked about? Where would Bray Wyatt rank? Yeah, in- far and away, I couldn't care less. Okay. Honestly, like for me, unless he's the unless, other yeah. one that's kind unless of you're going to come back with him with the, with the six, mm-hmm. then maybe I'm interested. Him attacking Cody, I go. Great. I'm really feeling like Cody wins and someone attacks him. Yes, He's I the agree. one, yeah. unless the 
the of the big three, it's The Rock coming out when Roman wins or something. Yeah. If that's it, then that's that. But if it's not that specific situation, if Bray attacks Cody, I'm going to go. Well, shit! Now we got to sit through this for three months. Yeah. That's that's really what I'm. Yeah, no, do. Really I'm sorry. Is. I have not been impressed with anything Bray has done. Yeah. Literally since the Fiend first debuted four years ago. Yeah, but yeah, no, I was just, yeah, yeah returns or anything. I yeah. think I think Orton would be betting favorite to show up. Yes, The Rock has been rumored a little too much to yeah. to not bring it up. Yeah, usually like guys like that kind of like show up in one tweet or something, Agreed. and that's it. I've seen with Grayson Waller doing the whole armband thing, and then a lot of like like especially during. That segment on SmackDown, yeah. where Jay was like, "No, no, no, we're doing like the whole, yeah. the whole family is like, mm-hmm. like wants the stipulation mm-hmm. or whatever it was yeah. for the no interference, no interference yeah, yeah. or whatever." Yeah. But when he brought up like the whole family, it's like, "Oh, so we're like, there's oh, yeah. a chance any part of the family could show up." I it's- am so excited for that main event. I can't even tell you the storytelling is going to be. Yeah, that's such I will a say, beautiful story. That's the only match. And it's only because yeah. the live experience is kind of yeah. weird. I kind of wish we weren't there. We for. weren't there for. I know. I know. With just the commentary, just because the commentary, yeah, yeah. and then you can hear everything mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Like if like Roman's talking, we're gonna be close, but not close enough. But probably not close enough where they don't have a mic on him. I know. So he's gonna be like, I blah blah blah. I know. It's gonna be. Everything. It's gonna be a one. I gotta go back and rewatch. Yeah. At least. At least like. End of match, post match stuff. You yeah. probably have to listen to in yeah, commentary and everything. Sure. The match itself, I think, will just be fine. But then there's going to be a moment he's going to hit that spl- super kick and a splash. I'm going to go, oh my god, yeah. they're going to do it. But we'll get there. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, all right. So we agree. Orton's betting favorite. Yes. Rock would be crazy. Rock would be the greatest day of my life. Rock would be flipping awesome. Him or like Stone Cold or like oh just god. any any yeah. big name. I know. I, yeah. I know Taker's going to be yeah there, but yeah. He, he would be whatever. No. But like I think a legend will come out. In a Waller segment, if, if the I Rock just, came back, the, I heard the I saw the one about him having like a five minute like just kills him right. In yeah, five that's, seconds. Yeah, yeah, five seconds. Yeah, that's why. And seen then too. if if he in the in Roman can do business mm-hmm. before Mania, especially oh they do it before Mania would be crazy. I know, you know what I mean. I would lose my mind mm-hmm. because then it's like oh shit. Like what do you? It's like Could you it's, like, bring it's back like for what the you, Rumble It's like or what do you do? Right? Yeah. It's like oh my god! Like how is this happening? Anyway, sorry, I'm getting in my own. World no, here. no, but like yeah, that's, yeah. I only brought it up because I've yeah. seen enough rumors yeah. of it to be like I think it's something noteworthy enough. And it was interesting because if you look at the last show, mm-hmm. Cena just pops up. Yeah. Like no one on the on the dirt sheets were like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Cena's gonna be at the show. Like he just went. My time's now, and it's yeah. like, oh, oh, he's here. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, I'm just like, maybe that kind of thing happens again. Where it's if, like, if I would like it, honestly, Roman's gonna get there regardless, with or without the Rock. It would be a dream scenario. Yeah. But I think my best scenario from a reality standpoint is Orton coming back and feuding with Cody. I think that's, that, my, that, that's, my, that's my. If that's I had my, to choose, that's my number one because I'm more worried about Cody's arc than I am about Ro- Roman's. There, he's already champ. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, like, not to not to say it, I'd much rather see Cody and Orton. Than Rock Reigns, just from a match quality yeah. perspective. Yes, obviously, like if if Rock and Roman are standing in the ring staring at each other, like sure, Those promos would be pretty damn. Good. Promos would be awesome. Yep. Just like that, it would feel like that Hogan Rock thing where they're standing at each other. Everyone would go ballistic on it. But chills. just from a match perspective, yeah. chills. Cody and Orton, I think, would just be better yeah. and tell a better story through it. Yeah, agreed. But. Anyway, that was a lot of tangent on Rock, what ifs. Rock's we'll come back hit. next. We'll come back next week. We're like, so there was not a single surprise on the show. <laughs> we, I know. We spent know. seven minutes yeah. talking about possible exactly. surprises where nothing happened. So good God. Uh, anyway, 
So we have uh, the Intercontinental World Championship, as we say by Gunther. Uh, Gunther and Drew McIntyre. I don't know who wins this match. Yeah, so I think Gunther wins. Yeah, only I'm because I think, there. I think they're going to rematch. Yeah, and I guess it depends on the dayage. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like, did you break the record yet? All right, I think it's like what, uh, he's like thirty something away. Yeah, today I think or something. Right. So I'm like, I wonder if he wins at SummerSlam, is payback far enough away? Right. Because I think he loses it the second he breaks that record. <laughs> yeah, but right. I think they want him to break the top, the, yeah. the honky tonk record. So right. yeah. um, I think Gunther wins. I think the shock value would be Drew winning because it would be like, oh, you're like twenty days short. Mm-hmm. And you lose. Yeah. Like, I think the shock value would be there for Drew winning. Maybe I we could ask Honky Tonk Man and WrestleCon how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> your only claim to fame because you're awful. Yeah. Anyway, continue. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I think I think Gunther just because I I think they they're here's the thing if if it wasn't for like the Roman thing and everything and yeah. like Bianca it'd be a lot year, more about. like it'd be but like everyone is just breaking every record right now for mm-hmm. for title lengths. Yeah, uh, you know Usos just did it, Bianca just did it. Uh, Roman is coming close. I don't know if he will. I don't think he's gonna break because, Hogan's because like Hogan's is at like I think he needs a pass the mania to yeah. break Hogan's, but he's definitely gonna break. Yeah, he's going to be fourth, I think. Oh, third or fourth third, or whatever. Yeah, well, because he's going to... Oh, so it's Bruno, Bob, Hogan, him. Isn't there someone in between? Well, Bruno had a couple runs in there, but he yeah. I think he's beaten Pedro Morales's. Is he? I think, that, I was, think so. that was the one I wasn't sure. For yeah, sure I'm pretty did, sure. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. Um, I think he's like 100 days away from breaking it, if yeah. anything. But anyway. Um, but yeah, everyone's been breaking records. So I just kind of feel like they're going to want him yeah. to break the record. Mm-hmm. But... Right. Maybe not. Yeah. But I think Guter wins. Yeah. Just because I think they break the record. I think it's going to be a great match. I don't care who wins. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a slap fest. It's going to be If awesome. you like the choppy chops. Choppy chops. It's the, it's the choppy chop one. Headbutts. Headbutts. <laughs> Flying uh, kicks. We'll talk about um, the, so we got the three-way women's title match here. This is a match I'm looking forward to that I don't think is going to deliver. I, is that, I is that weird to think agree. about? Like, I just feel like every time we have, like, a really good triple three. It, men, too, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you see, like, oh, man, all three. And then you go, I wish that was a single. Like, I feel like that's where it's going to get to. They couldn't have three better <laughs> women in this match. I mean, good yeah. Lord. Um, yeah, they're going to give it everything. If they get time, maybe it, it'll it'll be working for them. But I, I'm a little worried about this. I do think Charlotte Fell will get, like, nuclear heat on this. I don't. I really don't need Charlotte to win this match. No, I, no, I, I know, think, but yeah. I think when she comes out, everyone's just gonna be like, uh, "F you, Charlotte." Yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think people want Bianca to win unless she turns heel on it. Yeah, then I maybe th- she I can think win. Oscar should but I think Oscar should. Oscar hasn't done anything with the title yet. I think she should retain here. Yeah. Uh, before we hit the two co-mains here, mm-hmm. I did forget. So like Becky Lynch and Zoe, uh, not Zoe Stark, sorry, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus will probably be on this card somewhere. Yeah. And Becky, Becky will win. Yeah. And then Rhea and Raquel. Might I don't be think I'd, I'd I don't be stunned if they fit it in. I don't think they should at this point. No. I, I think unless that, that they match... throw a couple of these on the pre-show, maybe right. Um, That's the only reason. I, I would. But I would. I want to go fifteen yeah, matches. I would either. prefer it to not. I would just you know. I think they're not booking Rhea great right now as a champion. Um, I think she's doing great. I think the Judgment Day is really just starting. Judgment Day is doing really well. Fire. She. It's yeah, kind of just like a back burner yeah, as a champion. Yeah, as the champion. I think her role so much is vital on everything else that they're doing with the Judgment Day that I think it's almost becoming secondary, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. Um, but I don't want the. I would rather them wait and let her and Raquel go for 15 on the next show 
and just let them go and like have a good match. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does unless they were gonna set up something quick where Rhea just beats somebody random. You mm-hmm. know, like in five minutes, cool. But it, it, she don't need it either, though. She's so old. I'm ready for her low key to start fighting dudes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not joking when I say if you do it right, she could be she could go from being a badass heel to the biggest baby face they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately to the point where it's like, oh shit, she could be world champion. The men's world champion. I really think she's got that ability. All right. WWE World Heavyweight title match here. We have the fun entrance in Seth Rollins yep. versus the not as fun entrance yeah. unless the demon comes out, Finn Balor. Yeah. I think Finn wins here. I do think Finn I think wins. Finn I think Finn gets the win here. I think they tease. I will say I think this match has the most amount of variety in outcomes. Yes. Agreed. I think you could go. A lot of different Seth ways. wins cash in. Yep. I think you go Finn wins cash in. Yep. I think you go Finn wins awkward stare down, but Finn just walks out with it. Yeah. I think I don't I don't see a world where Seth just wins and leaves. I think this goes to a judgment yeah. day member at, at some capacity. Right. Um I would but I, yeah. I still like three, four, five different outcomes of Judgment Day winners. I yeah. think it's possible. I think these guys need to have a good match. I don't think their last match was great. I think this match has a lot of pressure on them to deliver. Yeah. Um, I'm scared at the spot they get put in. I know it's gonna be like fourth or something. Stupid. Well, yeah, well, it, it's it's not even the I guess the not the yeah. placement yeah, yeah. of the match. Yeah. It's where you get cycled in. Right. Because I feel like I'd get worried if you're after, like, Brock and Cody. Yeah. No, I think something. Brock and Cody needs to be semi-main. Yeah. I think I think you've got enough story with the Jay and Roman thing, the main event, that I think yeah. Cody like, I think Brock I think this should be... Or, like, if you go after Gunther and McIntyre, yeah. you'll nope. die. Nope. No, thank you. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I think you have to... If this gets placed in a good spot... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I hate to say it, if it's the opener... Yeah. It might not be the worst. It's not the worst. Because yeah. then title change to open the yeah, show. Yeah, a fun, a fun start to the show. Yeah. Go like twenty minutes. A title change to open the show. Like, yeah. I, honestly, opening wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, and then you could you could throw like they're, Ronda they're right always, after. They're but. always so weird about how they place their cards sometimes. Or something yeah. like that. sometimes well, it works, and other times I go that. Well, because like uh, like New Japan style, this would be in the main three right. because they go from least yeah. important to most important. But like in that sense, like you'd be going right after McIntyre and. Right. And whatever, or the three-way women's. Right. And it's like, man, if you're following that stuff, it's just not going to be fun. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, they do need to have a banger, though. Because yes. I still am on the on the pace that I don't think Rollins has had a straight banger yet as yep. world champion. And I think he needs at least one. Yep. If not, if he's going to lose it on one. Perfect, but perfect world. One. Finn wins. They tease the cash in. But then they just, like, smile at each other. Hug, yeah, and now you've got. I think you've got everybody's got something, right? Mm -hmm. Women's champion, world champion, North American champion, Money in the Bank, and you save that and let that tension build before they break them up because they're just catching their, um, uh, you know, they're just catching their wind kind Mm -hmm. of on that. So it's like let's let that breathe and give Finn a run. Let's let Finn have a run with it. You know what I mean? Like let's let's punctuate the Judgment Day the right way. Yeah. I'm also speaking of Judgment Day. I'm getting a little worried. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. That we're overusing the Judgment Day. You think they're on every show? They're on every show. Yes. They're in like every segment of every show. Yes. Like, can we pump just a little bit? I agree with that. Because like I think the one thing that really makes the bloodline work well, yeah, is they're on one SmackDown. show and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah, it's just SmackDown. Yeah, they're not. On you Raw. never see them on Raw. Nope. You don't see them on NXT. I agree. They're they're tuned in to SmackDown to yes. watch the bloodline. Stuff. Correct. Whether you love it or you hate it, whatever you want to think about it. Correct. You tune into SmackDown to watch the bloodline segments. Yep. 
Like, I don't need to see, okay, partially on Raw, then he's on North America, and then she's defending the world title on NXT, and then they go to SmackDown to defend the NXT title. I'm like, I don't need them to be on 17 different shows. I agree. Because then it dilutes them, and I go, okay, I I don't have to watch Raw anymore because I can just watch SmackDown. They're on SmackDown. Like, they should be a Raw-exclusive thing. I agree. Just so it's like, I want to watch Raw for the Judgment Day, I watch SmackDown for the Bloodline and Gunther, and then I watch NXT for... Do you watch nothing NXT? ever? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think I think they're getting a little over diluted, which I get worried about if he wins. Yeah, but hopefully they'll figure that out. Okay. Main event time: WWE title slash Universal title Tribal Combat Match, which I'm just assuming is no holds barred. Yeah, there's gonna be the shit out of each other. But they they're doing like the the rules and regulations. Or yeah, SmackDown or something. But I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm, it's just I'm really excited for this match. I don't have a ton on this match though either. Like I feel like. Unfortunately, this is the one drawback to having it just be Jay challenging mm-hmm. is there's a less variability, you know yes. what I mean, in the outcome. Like, there's no, I can't see it logistically where they go, oh, yeah, we're going to give it to Jay. Here. Yeah, so I would basically agree with you. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that will keep me slightly invested mm-hmm. is, one, you said that there's going to, like, there's I believe gonna be there's going to be that moment. Yep. And I only believe in the moment because I had that same thought with yep. Cody. Yep. And I go, man, WWE would just, yep. I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if they try to pull yep. a fast one. Right. So, like, he Roman's going to be down. He's going to, like, get hit with the spike mm-hmm. or a super whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to splash on him and go, yeah, they, they are going to change it. Here. And here's the, here's, at the end of the day, here's the fundamental issue. It's the same thing with Sami Zayn. Okay, he beats him. Yeah. Then what? Yeah, no, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Well, then what? Well, he's going to be champion. No, he's not. No. He's not. Listen, Jey Uso at this point is a main event guy. No problem. But is he the world champion? Yeah. I think I would love to to see an alternate reality. Yeah. I don't want this to happen. I'm going to no, preface right, it because yeah. you're going to be like, that sounds stupid. No. Yeah, yeah. I want to just see an alternate reality where Jey wins... Okay, where do they go? No, no, not even that. Then Cody beats him soon after, yeah. and you go into Mania with Roman challenging Cody. Yeah. I want to see if that dynamic... I would be yeah. interested to see if that dynamic does anything. I don't think it does. I, because I it, yeah. the only thing I don't like about the dynamic now yeah. is Cody's going to challenge Roman. I'm going to go, there's no way he loses twice. Right. It's the Rock Cena right. thing, yep. where it's like, yep. Rock wins the first one. If yep. you just do a straight-up challenge on the second... Okay, well, Cena's going to win the second one. I agree. So I think, I think it, would, it would be... Maybe slightly interesting to have Cody go in and be like, would Roman, since Roman lost to Jay, Jay couldn't be the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. Would Roman just go and beat Cody again for the title? Like, right. co- like right. him beating him instead of him trying to defend the title, I think would be slightly different. Yes. But, I, like, that's an alternate reality, I think. It would be hurts Cody's win. Too. But it would, yeah, yeah it, it would just, it doesn't do it the right way, in my opinion. No, it right? definitely wouldn't. Yeah. It was just, a, it's just a, like, alternate reality. Like, I would be interested to see yeah. if it would play out any well. I think with it, happening. yeah, and I think best case scenario is Roman wins, Rock comes out, and he's the last guy, and I think they set that up for the Rumble, mm-hmm. and that's that's the big match for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody wins the Rumble, cool, whatever. I don't. I, here's the other problem with the Rumble right now. Looking at it objectively, who are you going to give it to? There's nobody ready to take it right now, in my opinion. I I would argue to say. LA Knight could take it and go for the world title. Okay, that's fair. I could give you that. I could give you that for sure. And I think it helps because yes. you have the world title. Yes. If it was, if there was no yes. world title, I would go. Yeah. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Which was why my best reason would be if Cody was champion, Roman won the Rumble yeah. and challenge. But because you have the other world title, the Rumble can all go to that title. Right. So you could give it to Gunther, mm-hmm. LA Knight, right, have him want. challenge Finn or whoever. Yeah. yeah. And then. Um, 
the you can do your whole story stuff with the WWE title. Yeah. So the Rumble, I'm not super worried about. Honestly, w- would it be cool if Cody challenged Roman at the Rumble, beat Roman, and then you can just get Roman Rock at Mania oh, non-title? Jesus. And yeah. then you can have Cody be a world champion going into Mania. I, that would be fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just don't see a world here where Jay takes it. This doesn't make any sense. To I me. don't either. But yeah. I am. I am. Four percent worried that WWE yeah. is going to go this moment. It's not big enough. It's not. It's just not. Sorry. Yeah. You think people, so? People, cro- people will the, flip shit. I mean, they ass. will, right? And they'll do it, and people will cheer. I'll probably cheer. I'd be like, okay, oh my god, I can't yeah, believe we did it. And then, the and then the next like, day you go, uh oh, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do we do? Right? So I think they've done a great job. It's the most compelling story they've had in a long time in any company, quite frankly. Um, and I and I'm ready for it, man. SummerSlam. One week away, buddy. Cannot Six days. Wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> That's going to be it for this week's show, guys, though. Next week, obviously, we're talking NXT. We're talking SummerSlam, which means we're really just talking SummerSlam. Um. <laughs> yeah, when The Rock returns, we might not have voices. So I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to be all good. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I will say, if they do a Waller segment, yeah. you have to film yourself doing it. Okay. Just because okay, if just the rock comes out, we need that rock okay, reaction. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I so will do that, that. Does, because right. if it just happens out yeah. of nowhere, yeah. like after the Roman match, like what, what are we going to do? We're yeah. not going to know he's going to come out. Right. But like during the Waller segment, something's going to happen. Yes. So you, you're going to have to record you. Fair right? enough, fair enough. That's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, guys, like I said, we're coming back with raspy voices. We'll be at SummerSlam, so if you see us, be sure to say hi. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Mystic Whale Man, he's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.